cover the happenings of it all. What's up, everybody? Professional Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better. I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't forget that the only reason WWE cleared him to begin with was because AEW was going to, and they were trying to sign him. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything leads towards Sandhagen, but I I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sandhagen, especially with his last two performances. Now Jermaine Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest move. Do you hear Dustin after the fight admitted, though, that there was like a second there where he was like, oh God, he might have me. Do you think Pena has a chance against Amanda? Nunez, the card isn't very good in my opinion. Even the undercard I don't think is that great. Wayne, um, Gon, and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. Definitely. Boxing. Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our purses against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's going to win this fight. He's going to throw combinations at Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm going to say congratulations Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I would like to see Vitor and Jake, because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Left by a lot so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most instead of the best boxers fighting. This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests, they protect their fighters, and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class, and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts. And this is what has allowed YouTubers to come in and take over the sport. And much, much more. I have them this weekend. I'm just going to let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see with my Viking jersey on. You have like your really, really top tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. They didn't speak English. So like the UFC like wasn't getting them title fights as fast as people who did speak. It absolutely was happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Olovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like, I, Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Olovsky. We've seen Cejudo on Dynamite. We've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite. We've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like, it just, like, the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful. 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 Steven Jensen. Yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, Fightful Select Weekender Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RBDTO for Loyal. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live rounds. The Marksmen have arrived. Have arrived. Watching live rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Live Rounds, episode 78. 
Um, we're going to talk about some topics and maybe some more topics that we didn't necessarily think of when we first were coming up with the main topics and there's some fun stuff that we can talk about. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a, a good show. Um, plenty to get into and, uh, I'm letting Steven rock the, uh, purple for the Vikings this week. And, uh, how you doing tonight, Steven? I'm doing great, Doug. You know, another Vikings W this week, um, another one score game, but you know, once again, I'll say it all season. Like, I mean, this is the ninth one this year that we've won within one score, which is crazy. We have 10 wins. Nine of them have been a one-score game. But last season, we lost a lot of those. Two seasons before, we lost a lot of those. This season, 9-0 in these situations. Um, <clears throat> I'd prefer if we were going out there and just stomping teams. Like, obviously, I think, like, that's, you know, most people would prefer their team just go out there, like, and do what y'all did to us, just blow us out. Like, I mean, that's... There's, there's like, it just, you're just chilling, just watching your boys out, out there doing work, having fun, playing football. Like, but at the end of the day, like a win's a win. Like, and, and you know, it, it doesn't matter how you get it done. The, the scores, the, the record is the same, regardless if you win by 40, if you win by three. So like, uh, you know, obviously I'm very happy that the Vikings keep pulling it out. And, and I, uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think Justin Jefferson's better than Randy Moss. I think Kevin O'Connell's the best head coach the Vikings have ever had. I mean, Bud Grant is like, he's the legend, right? Like I, it's hard for me to, but in my lifetime, for sure. Like, like I love Denny Green. Don't get me wrong. But like I already at this point, like he easily surpasses Mike Tice and, and Leslie Frazier and Brad Childress and, and Mike Zimmer and all these guys that like, it just feels good to have a guy that like you can get behind in a team you really feel good about. So um i'm obviously worried about teams like your cowboys like it's possible that that happens to us like that scares me um i'd like us to do that to someone else um but you know i can't complain we're tending to did you did you see that uh 33 to 0 run in the fourth quarter for us no <laughs> really so we were up 21 19 with like 13 minutes and 48 seconds left in the fourth quarter and at the end of the game, we won 54-19. Yeah, that's that's so. incredible. I mean, yeah, you have a lot to look forward to. I see people in the chat saying 98 Vikings are better than this Vikings. Listen, I was 10 years old in 1998. I love, love, love the 98 Vikings. I still have nightmares often about Gary Anderson missing that field goal. Like, trust me. And especially living in Atlanta. I had to be around people doing the dirty bird all the time around me after that. Like, try, yeah. I, I get how great the 98 Vikings were. I'm not necessarily saying this is the best Vikings team, or, but where it could potentially be is what I'm saying. Like, because like Justin Jefferson, the difference between him and Moss, Moss fly routes, incredible. Best. Mm -hmm. I never thought I, I never thought I'd say that I, that there was a better receiver, like you know. But you know, and also something that Moss is is slept on is some of those heads up plays he would make where he'd like lateral the ball behind him and like other people would score touchdowns and stuff like he has like this like highlight reel of just like wild heads up plays that like on the spot you can't teach type stuff but just but also randy moss was a terrible teammate he was you know he played when he wanted to play straight cash homie all that kind of stuff justin jefferson is out there making plays catching balls in the middle of the field knowing he's going to get lit up randy moss didn't run those kind of routes across the middle knowing he's going to get just nailed by a safety like justin jefferson does that kind of stuff he goes up there and snatches the ball in people's hands and he can moss people too like he has he gets up there and, and gets jump balls like i mean 
trust me, it takes a lot for me to say this about somebody being better than Randy Moss, but like I really think Justin Jefferson, if he stays healthy, like he's is the best case scenario ever that we got. We wind up with that guy. So yeah, it's pretty it's pretty great. Um I uh I, I'm I'm at the point where it's like none of this matters until the playoffs. Like right. we're going to the playoffs and now it's just about who's gonna win, uh. you know? And like Frankie, my guy, Eagles look indestructible against the Titans. And the Eagles have looked really good. And and I'm yeah, not even here to crap on the Eagles. I think the yep. Eagles are great. I think we're great. And so we're just gonna find out. We got we got the Texans and the Jags, and then we'll see we'll see you on Christmas Eve and we'll see who's the best team. But I will say that we went to Philadelphia. We threw three interceptions, and it was a three-point game. And with Dak now, we're the number one offense in the NFL, and we've scored 199 points in five games. Like, it is a completely different team. And I know, I know out there in Philadelphia, y'all are nervous. Y'all watch us every week, and you see, oh, my God, look at that. Like, you know you have to deal with that, and it's coming. Like Dion told all those kids this week, I'm coming. I'm coming. And we're coming. So that's how I feel about it. I feel good. Um, I think it's crazy. I think y'all are getting disrespected because the Lions are favorites. Oh, yeah. That's laughable but it's i mean it's, obviously it's in detroit is like the only they, hey they're on a run don't no, sleep they, on them but I, you I, absolutely I, should be the yeah, favorites yeah and and i i even said preseason that the lions i thought were going to be the best team outside of the vikings in the division this season like i, I was actually like the the, the the lions actually look pretty decent that coach fires me up like he might not be the yeah, best head coach but like great. he's he's a guy you can get behind you know similar to o'connell in a lot of ways like just a really good leader you know yeah um but uh, he's also a former player, a former cowboy too. But uh, right. I think that that resonates with players. For sure. That, like, but you have to be able to still have a message. You just can't bring in a former player. But like, if you, and not only that, he had a ton of experience. Like, he was assistant at this place. He was assistant like in Miami. He was assistant in with the Saints. Like, he, it wasn't like he's just some random player they pick and they're like, okay, you're the head coach or, you know, like uh, Jeff Saturday. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Hit that like button, says Alexander Fitzgerald. Yeah, thank you, Alex. Appreciate that, that like button. And then this one, we're the most bounced offense in the league. Yeah. When Dak wasn't there. But, like, if Dak was there the entire time, we would be right there with you. We have a great offensive line. You have a great offensive line. We have a great running game. You have a great running game. We have a great defense. You have a great defense. Y'all are not better than us. You're just not. And not only that, I think Dak's better than Hurts. And I'm I'm not buying this whole MVP Hurts stuff. I know what that guy is as a pocket passer. And if you can get pressure in his face, which we will, because – the thing is, a lot of teams don't have a defensive line like we do. So Hertz has all the time in the world. We're going to get in his face. and He's going to throw some crap. Trust me on that. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of reminded me, too, about Jefferson, because, um, like, if the Vikings, you know, 
finish the season strong. And I think like, like what I'm getting at is, has there ever been a wide receiver to win MVP? Because like, I feel like Thuggins would probably get it if like the Vikings, like were the team, like that team, you know what I mean? But like, I feel like Jefferson's got like a really good chance. It's become such a quarterback award. Even Micah was mad about it. He's like, is this just a war for quarterbacks or what? Like, because it's got to be Mahomes. It'll be Mahomes. There's no doubt about it. But but has it, it just made me think, like, has a wide receiver ever won MVP? Like, has it ever even happened? I, don't I think can't so. think off the top of my head. Yeah. Someone in the chat would know. But, yeah, it just it really made me think. I was like, you know, because I know Moss never did it. Um, you know, like, even, like, Jerry Rice, I don't think ever, like, as like, great as those guys were and stuff. Um, so anyway, yeah. yeah, I was just thinking about that, but, um, uh, yeah, good times. John um, said no one. No. So yeah. There you go. Thank you. Um, you go. yeah. So if you guys can, please smash that like button. Let's get some attention for the stream. Uh, let's see if we can get some people in here to have some good chats. Um, I don't know where you want to start with this, uh, Tonight, Stephen, did you want to go over some purchases? Do you want to go over um, the new yeah. stuff that we want to get to? How do you want to do this? All right, let's start with I'm going to tell you all about FK real quick. Killing yeah, it with sure. the show. Really, really appreciate FK. Link in the description, his eBay store, 10% off. Just go on there, send him a message that says live rounds or Stephen, Doug, whatever. He'll know where you're coming from. Um, anything on his store, your whole order, 10% off. So uh, go over there and uh, get some shopping done. He has a lot of great stuff. He's got Funko Pops and autograph 8x10s and DVDs and Blu-rays and, I mean, a whole bunch of stuff on there. So check it out. Great dude. Really helping out the show. Much appreciated. Also, as people are trickling in, me and Doug, we're talking about doing merchandise for the holidays. We need kind of good ideas. Don't know if we should do, like, the logo or like just the word live rounds, like big, small, don't really know how to do it. Uh, but we're thinking about doing some t-shirts and some hoodies, that type of stuff for the holidays. Uh, Cause people have said they, they've wanted that. We've been doing the show for like, I mean, I guess years at this point, has it been multiple years already? I mean, I think we're at two years. Yeah. Two years. We started, we started in 2020. So, you know, yeah. So throughout the years, people have asked, you know, for t-shirts and hoodies and stuff. So um, we want to do something, uh, then we, we can get it out there pretty quick for y'all. So, um, so yeah, Alexander said live rounds logo would be cool. So yeah, we'll we'll figure something out for y'all, and uh, we'll let you know where the link the link for that is, and I'll put the link in the description whenever we have it on like the videos and stuff. Um, so I wanted to throw that out there too at the top of the show, so we didn't forget. Um, <clears throat> also, yeah, I mean, if you want to do some some weekly purchases right now before we get into the topics, because I know you had a big a big order week, and I made some yeah. I made some purchases that I've been like I've actually talked about potentially making some of these purchases and you guys have, have, have heard my journey a little bit for some of this stuff. So live rounds logo on t-shirts says Vincent. Okay. Um, cool. yeah, yeah. So, uh, have you gone by and seen those cyber Monday deals now? I'm so pissed. Like a lot of those figures, I, I probably would have saved a total of like $35 if I had just waited like one more week, but it yeah. is what it is. I haven't looked to be honest. I, I just, yeah, it's I, it's pretty depressing. I, yeah, I'm not one to like brag about balling out, but like I, I actually, I got an unexpected bonus at work last week and I was like, oh, okay. I'm just going to use this on stuff I've wanted all year. So yeah. I, uh, nice. so I just loaded up. Hey, 
once again, I'm not, I, this is, I'm not like humble bragging. It was literally something where like my boss messaged me the day before and was like, Hey, just a heads up. I think we're getting bonuses tomorrow. And I was like, wait, what? And then it came through the next day, like at like midnight or whatever. I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm just going to use, I'm just going to spend all this pretty much. So um, <laughs> nice. that's pretty much black, black Friday, cyber Monday. And my, my, like, like you know, the gifts I've got for other people for the holidays, I all, I took care of like all of it. So, um, so uh, real quick before I go into week purchases, I, I did want to say I was at the Texans game last, uh, last Sunday when, when Deshaun Watson returned. Um, I, what, what, what my buddy does is he photoshops the ticket uh he has tickets he is a season ticket holder but he photoshops other tickets just to get us down to the floor for pre-warm-ups so we don't sit anywhere or anything we just get down to the floor to pre-warm-ups and so we're literally right there right the field when you get to watch them warm up and then we go up to our seats whenever sure so we're not taking anybody's seats we're not like stealing or anything like that it's literally just for us to be able to go down there and watch them warm up that's it yeah that's yeah but but I mean, I could, t- I took a ton of t- photos. I saw Deshaun Watson's agent so nervous. Like he was pacing back and forth, deep breaths, <laughs> all that. And I, I, I thought Watson was terrible. Yeah. He was awful. I played against and, him in fantasy. I lucked out like that, that who I played against. Oh, played he him. was bad. Yeah. A lot of balls to the dirt, like bad decision making. Like he could not throw accurate at all. Um, but he did come out and he got booed pretty heavy. And then he did his little like prayer thing and spun around the circle and scream. And I, I caught a lot of photos on that. But it was pretty dope just because like the Browns are loaded, man. Like they should be way better than what they are. But like, you know, Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Uh, you know, Watson, Amari. Oh, I saw Amari live. I just, I was like, Amari, come back. Please, <laughs> feel bad back. for him. Yeah. Oh man, I feel bad for him, and I miss him. Like, I wish he was on our team. I never wanted to get rid of him, you know. But uh, you think now he would like take less money to come back, like just to like win? I think he would definitely consider. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. It, I think that twenty million for six and, and making sixteen, and I think he might be packing his bags and heading back. But <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but I did see like there's a diehard Texans fan that always is dressed up with the face paint and everything, and he saw Deshaun coming, like going back to the locker room, and they had a moment. Like he shook his hand, he talked to him for a little bit, they kind of hugged, and then he left. But it was just. Uh, it was just pretty wild. It was awkward. There were a lot of Texans Deshaun Watson jerseys. There were a lot of Cleveland Deshaun Watson jerseys. So for everyone that thinks that like this guy's canceled and nobody cares, like I, I, I hate to tell you that's not the case at all. Now, if he sucks and he doesn't get any better, that probably could be. But I mean, if this guy takes off again, he'll be a hero in Cleveland. It's just the way the sports is. You know what I mean? So, but it was a it was a cool, fun experience. The Texans are absolute garbage like if they had any bit of an offense they might even won that game because their defense isn't that bad but i mean their offense is just absolutely atrocious i understand why they have the number one overall pick and the cowboys get to play them this week so that should be a lot of fun (laughs) there you go i'm glad you had a good time at the game yeah And, and i was smart enough and i picked up cleveland's defense on the streamer and they got me 34 points so yeah 
it was total domination. Nice. All right, well, let's go to weekly purchases. Um, If you guys haven't yet, please hit that uh, like button. Definitely appreciate it. So this one I absolutely had to have. It wasn't really that much on sale, but it's just one of those that you have to get. Brian Danielson. Absolutely. Recently got that as well. You got to have that one, 100%. It's just just a must. Got to have the... Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. I think that that does it right. Like for all, yeah. I have the Supreme, and then I have this. The only other oh. thing I could think of would be if you um, if you want, well, no, well, yeah, or if you wanted the 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 other Supreme because like there's the Walmart exclusive. And I the, thought the about it, but if it goes to like twenty bucks, I'll do it. If not, it's not that important. Um. I like this Sammy head sculpt uh, mm-hmm. right, right there. I like that one a lot. I want to get that Target exclusive and use that head sculpt on the Target exclusive. I've got that I one with the TNT Sammy. title. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, like, so I bought this, and I think it was $12.99, and now it's down to, like, $8.99. So. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, Andrade. Yep. Okay, so that was I had to make a big decision. I left I left my or I put his face sculpt on and left the black gloves on, for like for my display. Okay. But yeah. but like it's cool that he has the mask. It like made me consider another one potentially just because like it, it's like a totally one different figure. mask or not. Yeah. Uh, Miro, definitely nice. like the Miro. I don't have that and, one yet. And I'm gonna use the other head and take off the other head. And put that on there because I don't like that blonde head head sculpt. Oh, on the, the, one, the one with like the uh, um, like the camo shorts. Yeah, he's got camo and yeah. he's got like blonde hair. I'm just yeah. gonna use these. I think this nice. is much better. Nice. And I don't even have any Rusev figures, so that's like my first one of getting him at all. I went ahead and got Hager. He's down to six ninety nine now. I got him Ooh. for I think nine ninety nine. Okay. But um offering side gonna, is like six ninety nine. Yeah, he's six ninety nine. Wow. I'm going to do the same thing with that head sculpt as well. I'm taking that one off and putting this one on because the head sculpt on the other one was is just dreadful. Let's see. I got two packs of stance for Mattel because I have 30 of the AEW, but I needed some Mattels. Because some just don't want to stand up. I know so. that goes, especially the women's ones with like the heels. Like those yeah. ones are always That's hard true. to balance. Exactly. Yeah. I wonder how much actual effort goes into making sure they stand. I know, but you it know still has I mean? to be so particular. But I know what you mean. They have to like get it to a point where it's like, see, prove like we got it to stand. Like we proved. But do they like put it there for like thirty minutes? They've been working on, it and they finally get to stand. They move their hands, and they're like, "We got it." Let's That's go. what I feel Next. like. Like. One, two, three. It's like, yeah, it's like weighing in, like knowing you're overweight, like holding the towel. Got it? All right. Cormier yep. style? All right, I'm on? Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Check. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, man, some of these, like, the Star Wars female ones, when they're on the little heels, like, oh, my God, it's awful. And then they make them heavy up top and then, like, lower their – so all they want to do is fall forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this one – I, I wanted because I'm a big fan of his, but I also was like, it, it just it it's a little bit more special because I was like third row when he wore this. 
in nice. Austin. And it'll say right here, Fighter Fest Austin, Texas. I have a ton of pictures that I took of him wearing this. Like, so it was just kind of like, man, I had to have this figure. Oh, yeah, so, 100%. Omega Industry clothes. Got Jade. Nice. You got I have Jade. Saw she was at the Hawks game last night, which I, my brother went to the game last night. I was like, damn, I should have gone with him. Well, she was with Naomi, too. I That's know. It's awesome. awesome. It's cool. It's super cool. She joined the baddie section. What's going on there? Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Been waiting on this one for a while to drop. Like, this one's yeah. been, been like 40 bucks. It got to like 23 dollars So I was like, all right, pull the trigger. Yeah, it's a great figure. I don't have that one yet either, but I'm going to definitely eventually get that. Same with what you're about to show me. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. set. It's great. The Probably the worst finish in AEW history, <laughs> but yeah. these figures are awesome. I just feel like you have to have a bloody Moxley. And this is a Kenny that's just a completely original head sculpt. There's no other Kenny that has this head sculpt, even without blood. So I just had to get it. Awesome. Yeah, it's a sick set. I, I, I think I told you when I got my big order that I showed the other week where, like, my my friend who also ordered stuff in that same order with me, he ordered that. So I had to, like, take it out of the box. And I, was, I like, had it in my hands. I was looking at it. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna get one of these for myself too. Like I like, yeah, these are. Just want to give it to him. Like, yeah, yeah. Fine, thanks. Yeah, no, I, the Kenny and Mox thing never showed up. Actually, yeah, so. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I'll just give you the money for it though, so then that way you didn't lose anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, <laughs> uh, so cool. yeah, well, that's yeah, great. It. Great, uh, great, great lineup this week, Doug. Everyone in the yeah. chat, uh, clap, clap, claps in the chat. Like, if you want to put, little, I wish we put little hands on Twitch. They have. Uh, they have like little hands. People put like a little frog face with hands on it and clap at us. Um, but anyway, very impressed with your with your lineup this week, Doug. Because last week I don't think you had anything. And I felt kind of bad like rifling through a whole bunch of stuff. So this I had a I had a tracking number. <laughs> right, my right. stuff was coming, so I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. So there you go. All right, good deal. Well, um, I have a few things, but there are things that I'm very happy about. Um, one of them, this was a gift from my friend Matt who runs wrestlerumble.com. He, uh, me and him, we collect a lot of the same type of stuff, like non-wrestling even, because um, we're both big in like the office and Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul and that kind of stuff. And uh, he hit me up randomly yesterday and was like, oh, there we go. I see the the claps in the chat. I appreciate that, y'all. Um, we should get more of that going. When you when you like stuff that we're saying you're doing, if we get the claps, that, like, that really lets me know. Um, but uh. So anyway, he hit me up and he said, hey, I think there's something in your mailbox for you. So I went out there and I looked and he knows me so well. I didn't have this. I've had this in my shopping cart on multiple websites multiple times and just never pulled the trigger because there was never like the right like deal where I could get, you know, the right with the shipping. You know how it is where you want to just get a whole bunch of stuff together. Anyway, American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, Funko Pop. Very happy to have this. Anything Dusty or Cody, I'm obviously all about that. Um, I got one of these for myself and one for my friend, uh, Michael Hughes. Shout out to Hughes if you're watching this. He's the guy who comes over every week for AEW. Um, he didn't have any signed figures, and he's into the same kind of stuff I am. So I got myself one, too. This is my fourth Kevin Nash autograph, my first Super Shredder autograph. So got wow. a little Kevin Nash on Super Shredder. So very that's, uh, that's something I always wanted was like, that was one of the coolest things ever to me as a kid that Kevin Nash was super shredder. Like, and I, I collect specifically. I had no idea, though, 
for years. I had yeah. no idea. I, I found out, I maybe even like after his WCW run is when I found out. Like, I had no idea. Yeah, it was still a long time ago, though. I mean, like, yeah, I think about that. Like, like, I mean, so. it was in the 90s, and like in the WCW run, it was over in the I found out in like years 2000, you know, like when it was like happening or 2000s. I don't know. Yeah. So, but I, you know, I collect specifically for Secret of the Ooze Ninja Turtles. So, like, that's right in my wheelhouse. One of my favorite movies of all time. Um, This I got off of Amazon and I assembled it myself. I said that with like such pride, like at 34 years old, like I should be proud that I was able to put this together myself. This is a Megazord that I got off of. I got this off Amazon. Um, But it's like, I don't know what you call it, but it's like, it's like newer, but it was on discount. And um, it comes all individual. It's like, just like when you were a kid, it comes like all the pieces, like all apart with like, you know, and you have to like fold up the, all the Zords together and, you know, put them all together and stuff. Anyway, I was sitting there kind of stumped for like 10 minutes. I'm not going to lie y'all. Like I was going through these instructions and I was like, damn, I don't remember how I was able to figure this out like six years old. Um, But yeah, this was super dope. I'm, I'm very, obviously very big in Power Rangers. So happy that I have that. Um, this was a gift for my brother. Um, we're starting to do our Hanukkah gifts and stuff. And I didn't have this. This is one of the few Cody Rhodes AEW pieces of merchandise I did not have. And he nailed it. Do the work. Oh, Cody wow. Rhodes, baby. Wrestling buddy. And now the floodgates are open because now I got to start collecting the wrestling buddies. So got to go pick me up a Walmart exclusive sting. I always see that there. Just been warming the pegs for months. I know I could just go swing by and grab that whenever. Um, I, I know there was a Kenny Omega because he said there was an Omega next to Cody at the, at the GameStop. He got the sat. So, anyways, getting into the Wrestling Buddies game. He's uh, he's pinning himself now. Um, yeah. So, let's see, it thinks that I'm. I laid him down, and he's he's like, it was telling me I had a great match and stuff. I didn't I didn't mean to do. I'll be ready next time. The roller coaster never gives up. Always does the work. Um, yeah, these are some little. Uh, also, these were from uh, my buddy Mike Hughes. They're just little like Nickelodeon. This is a koozie from like from like the mid '90s. Just like from uh, this is from Nickelodeon Studio. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then um, the last things, Doug, you're gonna really appreciate this. I'm, I'm I, I don't know if you're gonna like them or not. I don't know if you're gonna think this is cool or these are lame. I don't know if the child, the child's gonna feel. I've been okay. on a journey for a little while of getting new shoes. Okay. 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 I got two pairs. Oh wow. Okay. They're both the same shoe. I couldn't decide on which one I like better. And I did not even know. I'm so out of the game that I didn't even know that. My favorite baseball player of all time had badass shoes that were still coming out. So I got, as I drop them, two <laughs> pairs of these Griffies. Oh, wow. Dude, these things are so sick. I don't have any shoes like this. Um, I just like these, these are the, uh, these, these are like the fightful, like the, they're the colors, like the fightful, um, like t-shirts and hoodies and stuff that I've got. So and then, well with that. so call these the fightfuls. And then I got my, American Nightmares right here, the red, white, and blues that go with my Cody Rhodes merch. So nice. I uh, I finally have shoes that I think are pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I uh, I'm very happy about this uh, these two purchases. And thank you to my grandmother because one of these shoes was her um, her gift to me for Christmas. So 
thank you grandma for uh for these uh these griffies nice nice and obviously these yeah. two different pairs of shoes i just didn't want to hold up both you know all four yeah no i feel you anyway i feel you I'll what, what kind of, what kind of swag would that be if i bought two pairs to wear two different ones at the same time i don't know if that's cool hey. or not I definitely uh, would buy the same pair of shoe at different colorways, so it makes sense to me. So I think it's dope. When I feel like I'm uh, good for a while, like I got two good pairs, I don't really like. I spent enough money on shoes for a while. Let's put it. It's all. It's all about the deal, though. Like for me, yeah. like it's like I'm I'm good, but then I'm like, well, that's not a bad deal. That might actually be doable. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I'll never say no, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. New Era Twenty Four asked if I uh, col if we collect NECA TMT. I do. I have the Turtles. I have Danny. I have Shredder. Yeah, I have man. Super Shredder. I have um, Splinter and uh, Foot Soldier. So yeah, I, no, I didn't get the Toka Toka and Razor pack and. Yeah, that's kind of. I'm waiting on Kino whenever that's going to drop. Okay, is that confirmed? Is that a real thing? It was, but they haven't made done anything. But I mean, dude, it's just so everything's been so delayed and all that. So hopefully, if there is a Comic Con next year, that's when it'll go down. So we'll see. Yeah. Dude, I will one. I really want the Token Razor as well. Like, yeah, I, I, I obviously, but I I missed those. I, I was too low on money at the time to like be able to make those kind of purchases, but. Um, Kino, I will spend pretty much any amount of like of yeah. money to get like that. That's that's too niche for us, man. The Ernie Race Junior action figure yep. in twenty twenty three or like whenever it comes out, like yep, that's. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm yeah. all in. I'm all yeah. in. I want multiple head sculpts. Like, give me yes. it all. Give me the pizza. Pe wearing the pizza and like the just yeah, all different in the in the Foot Clan. Trying like trying out for the Foot Clan. Um. Well, what you could do too is like you know just take a Foot Clan head off and put his head on there, you know. So, yeah, all your Frankensteining yeah. that you do with your figures. For Absolutely. all who don't know, Doug will like he'll buy like so, and he actually just talked about it a little bit when he's going through his, his purchases. But yeah, a lot of his collection is like a bunch of different parts from different figures all put together to make his like perfect version of yeah. that wrestler. So if I if I can find a better head sculpt or a better torso or whatever, then I'll I'll do the switch. Like to me, collecting is it's not always about just having the how do you say uh, this is what it is. This is how it came. This is it. Like I want the best possible figure I can have. So that's usually what I'll do. It's understandable. For sure. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's different strokes for different folks. That's what's so cool about collecting and you know you make your own collection and different things are priorities over others and all that stuff you know like i know some people that'll you know be dying for a figure and they'll use the wrong torso and then they'll just say like the figure sucks and for me it's like it's head sculpt if the head sculpt is trash then it's it's basically ruined for me but if if ever if it's a good head sculpt and maybe something else is a little off like it's passable you know what i mean so i don't know it just depends yeah. no i totally understand we all unfortunately we all can't be like kyle peterson my my literally everything where, where so he does both of what we're talking about he buys he buys it all and then he buys like extra versions of it like to have and then he also will like frankenstein figures to like make some of them look better too so 
Um, I, I call I call at this point Kyle is Kyle's my ultimate hero. He is a big Ultimate Warrior fan, so I'll call him my ultimate hero. I there's not there there can't be a better collection than what he has when it comes to wrestling, just like figures specifically. I can't I can't imagine anybody out there if it's just figures, yeah. Just figures have, is what I'm talking have about. Have you seen Fig Heel? Yes, great, yeah, great channel. Yeah. Fig Fig Heel has some pretty sick stuff that I don't know if Kyle has because he's more of the he's he and he's, he's not an, too, which is he's so not much. an opener either. And like, yeah. like from a as a kid, never opened anything. So like his mm. stuff is pretty like his Hasbro's and all that stuff. But I mean, yeah, Kyle is a he's a different animal. He's man. the man. I also, by the way, I, I bought some uh some uh some new like bookshelves. I bought three new bookshelves and uh, got go. got an Alexa and uh, some uh, some new like lights and stuff for in here. So. Um, I'm going to redo, I'm going to finally redo, um, this layout in here. So like, I'm going to change, I'm going to finally replace the UFC stuff behind me and stuff. And it's going to be, I got like signed GCW event posters for like, uh, events that I worked on the way and, um, the CDW show that I, that I did the commentary for. And so I'm going to put like, I'm going to start changing up what's behind me here. Um, so hopefully it'll, you know. Hopefully it looks cool. I don't know. I, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm in the ultimate goal, just like you are and like so many other collectors of just like, it, it will never be the perfect room, but it'll constantly be evolving to what I like want to surround myself with. You know what I mean? So um, this is a, this is a good question. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the new AEW exclusive MJF is worth trading for a Chase Brian Danielson? My buddy owns the Danielson. Yes. In my, in my opinion, Right now, I think chases are worth more. Yes. But I think in the long run, the MJFs and all this stuff, it's only going to be online exclusives. I think in the long run, they're going to be worth more. I'll tell you right now, Matt, like, because I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but is MJF still on AW Shop right now? Like, could you just buy one right now? Because, I mean, I, I, I bought, I bought I mine day one. sold but... out in like a day and a half but you yeah. know there's more that comes yeah that's the reason i say that is because like if i had an especially if i had an extra like i would I, but yeah i think in a straight up trade i i think doug's right um you know I, i'll put it this way i've i paid more for my one of five thousand sting and my one of five thousand darby than i did for my than any than i did for any of my uh aw shop figures which yeah. were not it wasn't it wasn't too much difference like it was comparable like it's it's a it's a pretty fair trade but i think that the opportunities of like knowing that's the big difference the aw shop ones you usually have like some sort of heads up on like if you pay attention like people will post in groups and stuff that like links are up and like you can kind of get a heads up on getting one you can't do that with the chases like those you just have to find in stores or get lucky through like a ringside order so like you know what I mean? I, th I think it's a yeah. lot. I think it's a lot easier to get, even though it's a one of three thousand. Still, there's less of them out there. I think it's easier to find those three thousand than it is to find the the five thousand like randomly out in the wild. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Um. But yeah, were, were you going over anything else, or was that it? Oh no, that was that was everything. I wanted to. Uh, okay. I put an exclamation point on the Griffies there. So shout out to the kids. Okay. All right. All right. So if you guys please, please smash that like button if you haven't. We're gonna go ahead and start getting into topics. Um, I think one that people are definitely uh, wanting to talk about is William Regal. Yeah. And uh, I 
think that that's a, a good one to do. So let's get into this. Um, hmm. How can I say this? I always thought that the direction that they were going, if, if MJF were to turn heel, he did not need a manager. He did not need William Regal, right? So that part to me was like odd when he went with Max. And I, and I guess that's why I almost dismissed it happening. And so many people still believe that it was going to happen. So when I, and the promo that Max did last week, and then he turned on Regal, which I think he's just really trying to go hard into being heel again. So people will boo him. Uh, I don't know if it's going to work, but um, I, uh, the question I have, and I was asked this today actually, and I, and I really don't know the answer, but I believe so that word got out that Regal was leaving and they came up with a storyline to get him out of there. Or do you think that they didn't know he was leaving and then he just like, they came up with this idea and then all of a sudden he's like, I want out and they let him out or his contract was up or whatever the case may be. I have no idea. But do you, or do you think that because kind of some of this doesn't make sense. It just is, it's kind of thrown together or is it just bad booking? Cause I think that's possible too. So what are you, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's really hard to know, like it's just be like speculating, but I, I, I think that if I had to like bet, I would say that it was, it was more, I, I mean, the real, I mean, just the real question is like, just kind of trying to pinpoint like when AEW knew Regal was not going to be staying and yeah. like, you know, how quick, cause they, we, we all knew the title was going to go to MJF when it did. So like I don't think that that Regal leaving had anything to do with like that timeline at all. Like I think MJF was winning the title when he was winning the title, and I think what you were saying about like kind of word getting out, I think that was part of it. Of like, but I'm but I feel like word wasn't really out that much until after he helped MJF. I could be yes. wrong about that. No, but I, I feel like so you know I I feel like. They, they, I think Tony Khan definitely knew he wasn't saying before he booked Regal to hand the brass knucks to MJF. Like that's okay. that's all a plan of like, okay, you're going to be leaving. So whether this was the plan or not, it's like, you know, the the end game is MJF is going to knock you out cold. We have to figure yeah. out a way of, you know. I, my my guess is that Tony Khan knew that once again people think that I give Tony Khan way too much credit a lot of the time and I, I get that but like I I he probably he's probably known for months that they, that this was what was going to how it was gonna play out but like I think that I think we didn't realize until around the time MJF won the title that it was like wait a second Regal might be leaving wait a second Mox just told him to like tuck his tail between his legs and walk out of here like what's going on? Oh wait, MJF just knocked him out cold. That's it. Like that's exactly how you write someone off of a television show. Like he's definitely going back to the WWE. You know what I mean? So that's just kind of how I, I feel like it. It kind of just played out. But but word absolutely got out more recently to where like 
and the, the whole, I feel like the whole fan base knew he was on his way out. It was just a matter of like, how are they going to, by the way, I think it was, I think it was really smart how they did that with MJF because they, in a very short amount of time, we had like that regal arc where he got to turn on him and stuff. So it's like, it, I thought, I thought around honestly, in the grand scheme of things, I think it turned out really well, um, kind of how everything worked out for everybody. So a couple things. Why did the firm attack MJF? Well, that's confusing. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, there, a big part of that too is Stokely said on Renee's podcast that like all those plans got thrown out the window. When it was, yeah, so I think they were just but trying you, to figure out something. But do you think that that was the right move to attack MJF no. and then do nothing with it? Like, yeah. I feel like that they could have done something easier where like MJF's just like, you're no longer needed. Thank you for your services, whatever, or... You've done your job. Yeah, like, I don't know. And then also, like, Ethan Page was, like, one of the top guys with the firm. He loses the Starks, and it's just kind of like, back to the drawing board with you. Like, one thing that I think Tony's making a mistake in, and so he was talking recently, and he was saying that when he watched Nitro – he loves to keep seeing new people and new yeah. faces and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem with that is, is tell me how many great booked nitros there were. Like I wouldn't consider nitro great booking. And I think that when you keep debuting faces and bringing people in, you are not allowing your product to have depth. And I think that that's one of the biggest issues that we're seeing now is that so many people are coming in and people are coming out and like, we're not getting in-depth focused storylines that we should be. We're, we're collecting people. And honestly, I think WWE is doing the exact same thing right now as well. Um, now, granted, I think they focus on more of their storylines. They're bad, but I will say that they definitely focus more on it. Now, I'm not saying the Bloodline storyline is bad. I'm not saying that. But sure. I am saying that they really only focus on, like, a few key people. Like, like look at their pay-per-views, for example. It's like six matches. The end. I mean, AEW is like 13. And... Some have more in depth than others, but I, I I just think it's too much, and I think ROH is just becoming such a a hindrance. And like when Shane Taylor showed up, like first of all, the first time I ever saw Keith Lee was with Shane Taylor, mm-hmm. right? Shoot, yes, they and it was an ROH, and I saw them wrestle multiple times because they're both from Texas. It was local. They would get the dark matches at those ROH shows. So it was kind of cool to see them together. Just, but, but I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. When Keith Lee was on his run, I, I thought he left Shane Taylor so far in the dust that he would never see him again. And the fact that like Shane Taylor and Keith Lee are now like going to be like feuding and stuff, I just think it's a big step back. It, it, it's not where Keith Lee should be, and then. 
he's going to bring in Swerve after they've had all this beef. And he's like, well, who am I going to find a tag team partner? And there's Swerve like, hey, I left you. You you know, we broke up basically, but let's have more issues again on the pay-per-view. Like, I just feel like it's been – the booking has gotten much more lazy on certain things like that, that like they're not finishing out storylines like they should and they're – they're having to quickly pivot and do things differently because they keep bringing in new people. And I just think we're at the point now where like the AEW roster is what it is and we don't need an oversaturation of wrestlers or companies. If you can't get the ROH deal done, you've got to just say, thank you. We have the library. If we build up and we get bigger and bigger, then maybe we revisit ROH. Like that's how I feel. Yeah. I, I totally get that. I think a lot of people feel that way. I feel that way to, to a big degree as well. Like, I think that things are getting closer with like Ring of Honor figuring something out though, because like I didn't read it, um, but I know on Fightful Select, I mean, obviously I have access to Fightful Select. I, just, I did not have the time today to look. Um, I, uh, I saw something about um, names that like haven't been announced yet, but like that are signed like specifically to Ring of Honor and stuff like that. So I think that yes, they're, I saw like, that. and I'd imagine, I have no idea who what these names are, but I'd imagine it's probably some people we see popping up on like GCW shows and like probably bigger indie names and stuff like that. So like, I think that they're, I, I mean, I would imagine that, I mean, I, I feel like for them to, have to go to the trouble of having final battle this weekend on pay-per-view and then to be like signing wrestlers and stuff, like exclusively to ring of honor, there's, there has to be something to that. Like, like I feel like there ha- there has to be something coming soon. Like I don't. Well, that's the thing is I don't know if it's gonna work or not. I hope it does. Um, but at the end of the day, in a perfect world for me, like they get all the Ring of Honor stuff off AEW TV, like all the title belts and all that, and like Ring of Honor its own thing. Even like Ring of Honor exclusive wrestlers. Like I, I don't really want to see a lot of overlap outside of like big pay per view type matches where like of course you'd want to see like a Brian Danielson or Samoa Joe wrestle in Ring of Honor on pay per view or something. But like. I want to see them mainly as like AEW wrestlers that sometimes go to Ring of Honor. Um, but I want to see like a Ring of Honor like roster too that's like just Ring of Honor. And um, it's just once again, it's a matter of like, are they gonna is it a YouTube show? Is it is it on some cable network no one cares about? Is it is it like uh is does it replace AEW Dark? Like what does it have its own streaming thing? Is it you know how is it on Fight Plus or something? You know, who knows? Like I like I I I don't know what, what they're gonna wind up doing. How badass would that be though? If they could get a deal with like Fight Plus, like just for Ring of Honor, how massive something like that would be. Yeah. Like, like you know, that's what honestly that's probably what, should, what AEW should do is like stop doing dark elevation tapings and stuff. Like just like yes. get rid of some, and then just film Ring of Honor and find a streaming network like Fight Plus where you can just get in on their like monthly five a month or whatever, or even have your own Ring of Honor package for like an extra five or whatever, and just like that's you know. Boom. I think that would be well, that, that would be like a huge win, I think, for wrestling fans and for Ring of Honor to do something like that. Well, well and, and if you think about it, like I'm not advocating letting go of people and stuff. But what I am saying is, is if you can't fit them on Dark and if you can't fit them on Ring of Honor as actually signed to a contract, then it's probably time to release some people. You know what I mean? And like it, it's just the reality of the situation because there's just too many people. And honestly... If you told people that if you bought a ticket to AEW 
and you would exclusively see the ROH roster before Dynamite, I think people would be much more attracted to that than AEW Dark. I agree. Like it's just, it's just the way that when you chose to purchase that, like that's, and you still want to run it as a brand, then that's kind of what you want to do. And then like people are saying, what about HBO? But like, honestly, if you're going to put anything on HBO, you should put AEW on HBO. I don't think ROH is going to draw a bunch of that. This thing too, how many people are interested in the ROH pay-per-view this weekend? Who's buying it? Dude, I, I forgot that. completely it was happening until somebody actually, I want to give them a shout out actually right now as I'm thinking about it. Um, I think it was Jeff Atwood. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find it in my, yeah, it might, it might've been Jeff. I, I, I cannot remember. It was, yeah, it was, it was Jeff Atwood. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah at, at sports Atwood, if you want to go give him a follow. He, uh, yeah, I, I was I, I tweeted about the show earlier today, and he commented said, asking if we were going to be um, talking about final battle, and I was like, "That's right, that's a Saturday, isn't it?" Like, yeah. hit up my friend too, that Hughes, that always comes up for AEW. I was like, "Hey, bring the honors a Saturday." Like, we both forgot, you know what I mean? Like, also, also, Ricky Starks is facing MJF next week Wednesday for the title, and there's been, like they haven't even been around each other. Like it, it's not even really heated up at all. Like I, like, do you remember when it was a uh, Brian Danielson versus Hangman last year? Like that was built up. It was a big match, and like it felt like a pay per view. And this is supposed to be the same way. Now I will say, if they add Moxley and Hangman to that card, and it's Starks and MJF, and you get the Elite and the the um the death triangle trios match. Like that's, that's a pretty damn good card. Right. Um, and, and, and I'll also say that I feel like that the elite and the death triangle are easily going to make a best out of seven. Very interesting. Like I've enjoyed all their matches and I haven't even felt like, Oh, I've seen this before. This is boring or none of that. Like I've, I've been looking forward to the, every match that they've done and I've enjoyed them. So big props to them for that. Um, so, yeah, I just, I don't know, but, but back to William Regal, for example, this is clearly a move to set up Brian Danielson and MJF for right. the next big feud, which I'm all for yeah. makes all the sense in the world. Um, I guess, do you believe that William Regal wanted to leave because he thinks that that AEW is run very like poorly and it's an immature owner and all this other stuff that's come out? Or in my, this is how I feel. I feel like William Regal would have never left the WWE if he wasn't released. He, like you said, his son's in NXT, right? Yeah, he, um, Charlie Charlie Dempsey is. He has a very close relationship with Triple H. I think that also, he doesn't really have to be a big on air character either, right? Like, remember when he first came in, he was taking way too much time on promos, and it was like, like he just never really felt like he fit in. And then when the Blackpool Combat Club actually formed and had the name and he had like a purpose, it's like, okay, this makes sense. 
Am I upset that William Regal is leaving AEW? Absolutely not. I really like I I feel like he's just established as a legacy star or whatever you want to say, but I don't necessarily it, it it'd be like me throwing a fit that Arn Anderson's leaving or whatever. Jake Roberts, like he was kind of in that role or Taz. Now I think Taz is for commentary, but I mean like Team Taz. Like, yeah, okay, you know, sure it's another name that's gone or whatever, but it's not like, Oh my God, what are they going to do now? They don't have William Regal. Like I personally think the Blackpool combat club got stale. Um, I think it needed some rebranding. So I'm, I'm all for them kind of disbanding, doing their own thing. So I'm not upset at all that William Regal's leaving. Uh, I think, if it is the case that it's because AEW is so poorly ran and stuff like that, that might be kind of a red flag. But I really think in the long run, if he would have never left in the first place, and if he had the opportunity to go back, he was going to go back. Yeah, no, I'm I'm way more like I think that's the case. I don't I don't think I don't think it has anything to do with Regal um, and his feelings about like people backstage or how the company is run. I I, I honestly think it has everything to do with uh, what you said about him not wanting to leave in the first place. Um, I mean, for people who don't know, maybe like newer, you know, fans and stuff. I say newer because we're, we're talking so long ago, but we're saying this, but like, I mean, William Regal and uh, when he was Lord Stephen Regal uh, and, yep. and him and WCW, him and Triple H were a tag team. Blue blood. Yep. like, that's like, that's how far back this goes, you know? Yep. And, uh, and of course his son working for the WWE, uh, he's a great wrestler who has a ton of potential and a ton of upside. I think he's going to be a big star for them. If he stays healthy, he has, he has a lot of potential. Um, I watched this whole NXT UK run for you know covering that show for their, for Fightful Select and stuff. So like I, I really I really like Charlie Dempsey in, in WWE, and I think that I mean if Regal wants to do anything on TV, like that's what he would do. I think he just like he manages kid or something, you know, like just give him more well, credibility of being a Regal. I also think he was, you know, he was the guy that would go to the PWGs and recruit and all that. Oh, that's stuff. a huge part of this too. He's going to go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, I don't think that he does that in AEW. And I think that's a passion of his to, to go and find talent and all that stuff. So, and if you look at those tryouts, Colby Carino, Casey Navarro, Kylie Ray, that was a little bit of a surprise, but um uh, you know, it's just showing you that they're back in the independent game, that they're that they don't want to do this only college athlete model jock, whatever, and try to teach them how to be a pro wrestler, which also would limit some of AEW's opportunities to sign some some young character, young characters, young uh, wrestlers as well. So I, I think that bringing back regal is a lot of that too the recruitment training all that and i think regal that's that's a lot of his passion not necessarily being an on-air character traveling from town to town and doing all that yeah no i i completely agree i'm sure that's a humongous part of it um and uh yeah i saw that dutch and vincent from uh that we used to be with ring of honor were also in like the crowded nxt tonight stuff like that so like they're like they're definitely looking for wrestlers right now more so than just like college athletes and stuff like that. Like they were there for a while. So I'm sure it's a mixture of both, of course, but um, there was a while there. They were really kind of turning their heads to 
like DJ Duke said, they never stopped hiring any fools. There was a while yeah, where they, they did stop. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, they turned down Wheeler Yuta. They turned down Daniel Garcia. They, they turned down quite a few people. They did they hire like Roxy and stuff. Like, you know, there was like, there were some hires, like, kind, you know. But like, she also was never like a real, like, indie star type. You know right. what I mean? Like, Wheeler Yuta. Well, she did. Was, she did win the Ring of Honor Women's Title and stuff. Like she, she was getting no, pretty up there. I, I agree to a certain extent, but I also think it says she was like on the rise. Like they found her when she wasn't actually fully established yet. Do you know, no, what I, I agree mean? with that. Like, sure. I feel like Daniel Garcia, Wheeler Yuta, like these were like, you know, independent wrestlers of the year and all this type of stuff. Like, and they pass on people like that. So I think that's a big part of it. But no, yeah. Roxy was a great signing. I, and it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see, like, it's going to be really interesting right now, I think, for guys like like Blake Christian and Alex Zane, yes. those kind of guys who, like, uh, Anthony Henry. Watching well, Anthony Henry's with AEW now, I, I think officially. I don't know how that works, but he's been doing a lot with AEW lately. He just won the Action Wrestling Championship as well. Um, but, like, guy, yeah, guy, guys like Alex Zane and, 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 uh, and, and, uh, Blake Christian, even guys like uh, like Tony Deppin and stuff that like were doing Ring of Honor um, towards the end of Ring of Honor, but like I've heard might have something brewing with like the new Ring of Honor as well. But like I, I'm in, I'm really interested to see like where these guys wind up because my point is I think if a guy like Alex Zane <clears throat> isn't committed to anything right now, I I don't know if he is or not. But if he yeah. isn't, I think a guy like him like definitely makes sense to go back to the WWE. Like, I think there's yeah. going to be people that are going to get, like, second chances that were only there for, like, six months or a year or whatever with the old regime that Triple H might have seen a lot of potential in that he never had, like, an actual chance to do anything with because the, the run was so short. Um, so, there, I think I think that we will see more people. I mean, I've said this before and I'll say it again. And now there's, like, a lot more hints that we keep seeing. But I, I said a while ago, I was like, Matt Cardona is going to go back. Like, yeah. it's just a matter of time before he's back to the WWE. Um, yep. You know, and now he's teasing it a lot. Um, yep. Which, you know, and once again, like if they get a good, you know, so I, I Regal's not the only one who's going to do something like this. I can see the big show going back and doing something like Regal's doing right now. I mean, we're Mark Henry, yeah. those kind of guys, you know? Yeah. Like yeah, a lot, a lot of these people that like Triple H has had good relationships with for decades. Uh, now that he's in charge, like his, his, just like anything else, like his people are coming back. Like it's, it'd be like if we took over. A company or took over a football team or whatever like we want we want our people around us I and mean, it's that simple so well and it's like you know we see mark henry supposed to be this commentator and all that didn't go well he's now just basically it's time for the main event guy for rampage i'm sure he expected to have a bigger role and so yeah like i i just think that there was a lot of uh a lot of people signed a lot of uh feelers out there and stuff and now it's kind of like what worked what didn't and you just move on but i like i said i don't think losing any of these guys are big blows um all i can see though is wwe definitely looking to improve the nxt roster the nxt brand so you know maybe even like a guy like jack cartwheel i i think would make yeah. a lot of sense for nxt I think yeah, I told you, chase, chase you cheerleader. I think that would be like perfect yeah. for him. Like if he was the yeah. cheerleader of Chase, you just went out there doing a whole bunch of cartwheels, I think the kids would go nuts for it. 
Well, the and, only and, problem, and at first they would think, what a loser. And then they would see the moves and they'd be like, oh, wow, like he's yeah. actually good. Super you know? athletic. The only problem that, I mean, they'd have to rename him, but like the only, yeah. the, the only problem with, with him at all, because I'm obviously a fan of what he, what he's doing is again, so like what, it, what if something happened where he couldn't do cartwheels anymore? Like he gets older, his knees go out, hips or whatever, right? Like he's got to, yeah. like, you can't lean too much into like a specific, you know what I mean? Like, but it's like, that's what well, makes but him that's the thing. By, by like, getting a new gimmick and everything, he doesn't have to anymore. Right. right. So I mean, sure. that's, and they could teach him how to like really wrestle or he doesn't always have to just do high spots and all that. He can learn how to mix it in. Like, I think, I think he is a perfect developmental guy that you would Same. want to sign. So Call him, uh, Jack headlock and teach him the, the WWE style. <laughs> have Randy Orton teach him. Yeah. Randy Orton. <laughs> Go get uh yeah, there's uh go get Terry Taylor to teach you a three quarter roll. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So you know, whatever. But uh just something to think about there. Um real quick too, just one because we were showing off figures and stuff. Are you worried yeah. at all about the AEW line? I mean like the buzz is like not what it was, that's what you're getting at. And we're not hearing Jeremy talk about him like at all anymore. And on top of that, uh, every pay-per-view, they would have like a little fan fest and announce, um, you know, the new up and coming lineups and all that stuff. And they have been radio silent and new figures that are coming out are immediately going on sale. I guess just a lot of things. And I was listening to Kyle and he's talking about this too. And it's like, yikes. But I, I think the problem is, too, is that the world during with the pandemic is not the world now. Like, people were stuck at home. They were like, I'll pick up collecting as a hobby and have stuff mailed to my house or whatever, you know. Um, and now it's like there's people doing other things. And so, like, the influx that they were ordering and bringing in and all this and not only that it was a new brand right new buzz first time we've ever gotten these figures of these people ever and but now we're at like 100 plus figures like you know that that's i think the biggest problem is and i think a big part of the problem was them adding the unmatched line on top of unrivaled because they're all the same so like i think that um that 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 muddied it too like because that was a big part of it was like if they it was a it was a double edged sword because there's a lot of AEW talent and a lot of action figures you want to get out there for a lot of wrestlers as fast as you can, but because they were it was better when they first dropped dropped these lines because it would be like a like a like a big um, it'd be like an event almost for like collectors. It was like who's yeah. in the next line? Like who are the yep. who are the six people they chose to be? Yep in this next line and it was like a big deal because like they weren't coming out super often now now what's happened is they have multiple lines of of these figures plus all the exclusives and stuff like that and like i remember a few months ago they just made like they just like like i don't even know what the right word is they they did they they released just like a, a massive list of like everything that was coming out for the next like while and it was like everyone's name ever and it was like Oh, okay. Well, now I don't really have to like pick and choose or like really wait for these to drop. I know everyone's getting a figure. So like, 
if I'm yeah. waiting, you know, if I don't want like this Jack Swagger figure or sorry, this um Jake Hager figure, but like I like his other figure, like I know I don't have to get this one, I'll get this one. If I don't want like the Santana or the Ortiz, they've already got this one now, and I know they got this new one coming out or whatever. So like, you you can really like, but but if they were still on that like slower trajectory of where we're just just unrivaled, just like six at a time, and it was like because right now like you know they they like just now beginning to like you know, some of these like deeper names that like, it'd be a, it'd be a much bigger deal right now. If like a, uh, like a Chris Satlander figure was announced now. Cause like, it's like, Oh, we waited this long for a Satlander. Like, and she's like one of six, you know, that they chose versus like, okay, here's every, everyone on the roster is getting a figure. And these are kind of when they're coming out. So it's just, I don't know. It, it, de- it definitely feels a lot different than it did before. Um, at this point, I'm pretty much mainly collecting for the, uh, for the, uh, like the exclusives and that kind of stuff. And then, of course, like anyone who gets a figure that, um, that like doesn't, that like didn't have one before, I'm doing a lot of those. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Jericho and Cody. Obviously, Cody's not going to be getting any more, but like, you know, a lot of the Jerichos and stuff I'll keep getting. But yeah, I mean, if they'd have just stuck with Unrivaled and then done the Supremes, I think that they yeah. would have been just fine. And you can still do like, in, like a Target and Walmart exclusive or Ringside exclusive right. every now and then. But like when it's, when it's so much that it's like, like I don't even know that that Darby, uh, target exclusive ever even like was out you know and i just yeah. saw people like posting it they're like oh i found the exclusive and i was like when did this even be it was even announced it's like okay right like i'll guess i'll go try to find one you know yeah well and then and not only that that's like the seventh derby you know so it's like it at some right. point like how eager are you to go get it and then like like sammy it's literally the same figure as series two or whatever it's just a repaint so like I don't know. And I feel like some of their lines are kind of just half-assing to get it done. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like that they're definitely going to pivot and they're, we're going to get way less, which might be, um, which might be okay. Uh, and and kind of like regroup and yeah, we'll get to it. Alex. I'm yeah, sorry, we got man. you. We know we got you. Alex. I, we got it saved. We appreciate that, man. Yeah. We just get caught up in the conversation, but I, uh, I don't know. It's a little alarming. It's not not the best feeling, but I, I don't think it would be a deal breaker. But I'll say this too. I know fans want figures of everybody and all this stuff, but like if you look at the Dark Order, for example, that thing is a peg warmer. That whole series is a peg warmer, and a lot of people didn't buy it. And I think that you really have to be selective of what you're going to put out there, of what people will buy. Because there's always going to be a niche audience of whoever wants stuff, right? Like, there's always going to be somebody, their favorite wrestler is this person. But if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. And, I mean, like, you Jake Hager's, for example. Like, nobody really wants that. You, you pay for $7 for it. Okay, fine. But otherwise, nobody's really clamoring for that one. So, and, and there's only so many Jerichos you can do. There's only so many Kennys and all that stuff. Like it, it you've got to be able to. Right. Yeah. I collect a lot of stings, of course. I, I collect, but, I, I paid a ton of money literally for Sting just have a different colored shirt in one of these things. Right. I mean, you know, like. And, and that makes yeah. sense though, because there's like an established thing where you can get the WWE stings if you want to, and the AEW stings. Like it's a long line, you know. Same thing with Jericho's and all that stuff. Like, if you're a diehard Jericho fan, you're going to get everything, right? Yeah. But, um, 
but I do think though that you can't always just have like another Ortiz and Santana and like you're gonna have to really change it up and get people excited about the line. Like I'm not even saying this to hate. Like this is a straight I, up honest. Like no, what I'm about to say is this is a straight up honest question. And I'm, I'm putting this out there to to this to anyone who wants to. Did anybody buy the Red Velvet AW action figure? Yeah, I'm not. You know what I mean? That. I'm just saying, I don't know anybody who bought, like, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, there's, there's certain people they put out that it's just like, you can't be surprised. Like, and the reason I even bring her up is because Riho, their first women's champion, I've never seen an action. I mean, look at the Kyle Peterson videos to, yep. to, to really get a good scope of that. He got, the Rehos are still on the pegs. Like, no, yep. she's, she's, you know, one of the most over that they had. And once again, their first women's champion. And it's like, you think that Red Velvet's going to sell if Riho doesn't? Like, like you just got to not be surprised when some of these figures just don't do well. I think the, I think the Jake Hager is another great example, the one who's just in all black. Because unless you're planning on getting yeah. that whole series, there's real, like, why would you ever need that very, very specifically niche figure? You know? Yeah. Um, so it's just... Yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm with you. You know, I want, but there are certain guys like I want Ethan Page and stuff like. Sure. So like, yeah, that's, you know, that's the trade off. Is like, so but do you want another? Scorp- but do you want another Scorpio Sky? No, but I, I do have multiple Scorpio Skies though because he's got like the Amazon exclusive and right. like, Zarian and stuff. But but I know what you mean. Yeah, like I mean, there's only. But it's like, do you make that decision? Hey, let's do a man of the year, or do you just say let's just do Ethan? You know what I mean? Like it's just part of the deal at this point where you yeah. got to be more smart and. CM Punk figures are big business, and the fact that you might not be doing those anymore, that's a big hit to the brand. It just is. Like, you were going to get an ROH CM Punk. You were going to get a Supreme CM Punk. Those things would have been very popular. Take those away. That's tough. I think they could still probably do a Ring of Honor CM Punk. 100% they could. Like, like 100% they could. Ring of Honor, yeah. So. I mean, he's, gonna, he's still going to be in the game, right? So, like, right. it is what it is, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know what they plan on doing. That's a good transition because uh, Alexander's question had to do with the game. Thank yep, you. I got it. Um, Alexander, what do you guys think of the AEW Fight Forever game? New gameplay trailer looks awesome. Oh, and Steven, Cody Rhodes is confirmed to be in the game. So, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. I even have a, like, it's kind of weird. Like, AEW is allowing people to kind of go back to, almost like childhood habits of like we had pay-per-view parties right like when i was a kid me and my brother and some friends and stuff would order the wcw pay-per-views we'd have a bunch of people over and we'd watch them right and like now you know i'm i'm almost 40 for crying out loud but there was never a time in the, with this group that I'm in, like for the last, like, let's say 10 years where people are like, Hey, let's do a WWE party. But like right. AEW people want to do like an AEW party. And then they're like, dude, I'll buy the game. And then, cause it, cause revolution because it's like in March, like, dude, come to my house, I'll buy the game and we'll all have like a game tournament and we'll watch the pay-per-view. Like, that's the type of stuff that you would do when you play revenge and watching nitro or, you know, pay-per-view or whatever. So it's just kind of, no, sorry. It's just kind of funny how like it goes back and just like repeats itself type thing. And I think that AEW doesn't get enough credit in that, that it, 
it really does feel like the alternative and it allows you to be excited about something in a different way than you have been for pro wrestling in a, in a, in a long time. Yeah. You know, and I saw the other day that it was the 25th anniversary of WCW versus NWO world tour uh, coming out. And I don't think I've ever been that excited for a video game ever in my life to come out as that video game, because yeah. I remember that being such a big deal because it was going from like the, like the 32 bit graphics to the 64 bit graphics for me. So it was going from yeah. like, you know, those like cruddy, like Sega Genesis and super Nintendo where like, like the, all the moves were the same. And like, it was like, you, it was, the games were weird. They were fun. Cause like, it was fun to like, I got to play as wrestlers. Like that was cool. But like those games were never very good. So for me, it was this giant jump up of like 3d wrestlers like in, in these environments. And, and it was just like what you're talking about. Like, I'll never forget. Uh, I had a friend as a kid named Kyle Croyle. I haven't talked to him in at least a decade. Um, we were, I remember Kyle Croyle's birthday party. We did a sleepover party around the time that this game came out, me and our friend Mikey force. And there's this kid Howard there and Zach. And like, I remember like everyone's names at this thing still, like I haven't talked to these people in decades. And I remember we all, we did a whole overnighter. The whole night we just sat there and just played WCW versus NWO World Tour the entire night. And it was so much fun because like you're huge wrestling fans. You can do all these moves like that you couldn't do in the other games. And the story modes were great. I saw people mention the story modes in the chat. Like it was just a fun game. It was an easy to play game. Like you pick up and learn the controls easily. People had their signature moves and it was easier to figure out how to do your finisher. And it was just it was just a great, great game. And they only got better. Like Revenge was incredible. Uh, uh, WrestleMania 2000 was incredible. No Mercy was incredible. And those are the games that are obviously that's like what people are hoping is what the the Fight Forever game is going to be similar to. Is going to be like yeah. And in the in the tra the the trailers I've seen it 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 has a lot of promise. If it's anything like those games, I'm going to be happy because I want something different. I I'm over a lot of these like simulator games where it just feels like even like the UFC game, like UFC four is a it, technically like it is a great game and it is fun, but like there's still something that was more fun to me about like UFC undisputed where it was like a little more arcadey or maybe it's a little more, maybe it's a little less realistic. You know but what, it was more fun to play. You know what I hate about the UFC game is that you get gassed by throwing punches. Like that's just not fun. So then you have to be like strategic and be like, oh, I can only throw my jab or I can only throw my hook. It's too realistic. You want to be able to button mash, throw bombs and not be tired. And then, you know, and then it's like by the time you're tired, your punches aren't effective. Like I get what you're trying to do, but it just it takes all the fun away from it. You know what I mean? Well, I think a lot of those games have gotten like that, even like Madden and stuff or even like the MLB games. I don't know for sure because I don't really play those anymore, but like. I, I know, I mean, and, and another good look, I mean, SmackDown versus Raw, Here Comes the Pain and stuff, those were great games, too. Like, I had all those, like, for the PS2, that generation and stuff as well. But, yeah, I mean, I my favorite my favorite wrestling games ever is that is that N64, um, that, that run of games for WCW and WWF. Um, and obviously, to, to your point, Alex, I am obviously very happy that Cody's going to be in the AW game. I think that's awesome that like they can still include him in their stuff. Um, and it's also proof that of a few things, one, it's possible to like not completely burn bridges when you leave places and like, you know, you can obviously there's still a cordial relationship there and two owning your own stuff, which is like super rare in today's landscape where someone, the status of Cody 
can own his own IP to that kind of level where like he's allowed to use it in AEW, WWE at the same time. Like he has action figures coming out on the pegs in multiple companies at the same time and stuff. Like it's like, you know, I, it'd be cool. I think, I think like Matt Cardona, like it might, like it'll probably be like that for him. Cause I think he, I think if he goes back to WWE, I think he'll keep it to where whatever deal he does, it'll be written in where he can keep his YouTube channel, where he can keep doing his own toy line, but he'll also have a Mattel figure and stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? So I, I think, I think Cody, I know I give him a lot of credit. I know people know I'm a big Cody Rhodes dick rider or whatever. I get it. But like, he doesn't get enough credit for like being that dude who quit the WWE before anyone else really took that kind of chance. He didn't have an indie run before leaving. Like that was a huge risk. He changed the game. AEW, a lot of that has to do with him, the formation of that company, something like this. I think there's going to be more wrestlers that see something like that. And they're like, man, if I can build my brand, like he did outside of WWE, I might be able to actually keep my own shit when I resign, like what Cody did. Like, I'm you know what I mean? Like that's humongous for people as like independent contractors and stuff, getting, getting closer to that, actually being more like an independent contractor. So, um, well, so anyway, this is the, yeah. This very is cool. kind of like, it's off topic, but not. I think what Cody's done very well is he's just established a way for you to see his face. Like yeah. he was on the TBS show doing his thing, Roads to the Top. He was on Dynamite. He was on that other show that, contest or whatever people doing crazy stuff show. also go big show wwe you go see the figures in the store you see the AEW figure you see the wwe figure soon you know what i mean so they look the same <laughs> well and this you know i'm not saying whatever about andrew tate but i will say that like mr b said that he learned some things from andrew tate as in a sense that Andrew Tate just did multiple podcasts and then he was clipped by other people and he was just spread out through TikTok and YouTube and all this. And it's not because of new content. It's just the fact that he put so much content out there that then people could go and pick it and then it spread like wildfire all across. And I think right. that that's kind of what Cody has done is it's just made himself known and present and there's no way that you can just look at that guy and be like ignore him you're like who is that guy i keep seeing him everywhere you know what i mean and i think it's a good job of that yeah i agree now just for the record just so that doesn't get clipped i am not in any way shape or form comparing cody no. rose to andrew tate but i no. but i but i did but i did see the mr beast interview you're talking about i watched yeah. all of mr beast stuff trust me so yes i've seen all of his interviews i know exactly what you're talking about was right. that when he was on with shoals he was yeah. talking about that yeah so um Okay, so uh, we, we only have so much time, and I want to really get into the Teddy Hart thing, and then we also yeah. need to cover real quick about Rock's possibility of winning the Royal Rumble, and we need to go over the UFC pay-per-view, just uh, the card itself, give our picks real quick, and then we'll be bouncing. If you guys have any Super Chats, please submit them. We definitely appreciate the support of the channel. If you guys haven't smashed that like button yet, please do. Um, I really want to just get into this topic, so... I I watched this documentary series and I really I really didn't pay too much attention to the um the plot or the the premise of what this was going to be. I did mm -hmm. find it kind of odd that it was on Peacock but it had nothing to do with the WWE. <laughs> yeah. Um I 
I was utterly disgusted by a lot of what I saw. I think he is a total con artist. And I... Hold on, Doug. You think think this man's a con artist? For $2,000, you can take care. You give him $2,000. You get to take care of his cats, go fetch him uh, Fuji Fiji waters and um, blood wraps. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, not a scam? I think it's so much worse than that, though, because what he's really doing is preying on women that Oh, no, that's obviously the biggest issue with this whole thing. Like, he robs them blind, he takes all their stuff, and honestly, how much responsibility do you think he has on uh, the the missing person, Samantha Fiddler, whatever? Yeah. yeah how how much? I mean, I'll, I don't have to disclaim anything by saying I obviously have no information at no, all. At no. all. <laughs> um, this is strictly just going off the documentary. Reckless speculation. Yes. He absolutely has something to do with it. Like, yeah. like I, whether it's, I don't, I, whether it was him directly or like, if not, he knows you did, Like he know like he knows more than what, like, it's too, it's too weird that she would like, that's the last person she was known to be around, you know, like, and he doesn't know anything, but they were together all the time. And he was like invested in her as like a wrestler and a manager and stuff. Like I, it just for sure, sense. for sure. If anything, him stealing her passport is what basically yeah. ended up getting her whatever happened to her. Um, right. I think that that really handicapped her and put her in a very bad position and he could care less. And the fact the, the the thing that's the most disturbing is how he just tries to play it off. Like they were nothing and she meant nothing that doesn't bother me. The fact that like he, he doesn't think anything of her. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is he's lying. He's clearly lying about that. And why are you lying about that? And then the other thing, he did talk about her getting hit by a car and he just randomly said like, you know, it's not like if she got hit by a car or whatever, it's not like I, but like, why are you even bringing that up? Like, you just randomly decided to bring that way that she would have died. You know, what also kind of was disturbing. She did work for a wood chipper company. Oh, I didn't think. And yeah. Can't oh. find her body. So I kind of feel like that that might have something to do with it as well. I mean, there are so many similarities between this and the tiger King documentary. Like it it's very like, much was like the tiger. King. Yeah. When he was raising those cats, and like just grabbing them by their neck and flipping them around and all that stuff. Like he's Joe Exotic in his own world. He really is. He hustled people. He treated, he lied to people. He, I, and he wanted the reality TV, but like, man, I just didn't think he was that bad. I knew he was a dick, but being a dick is not against the law. Right. But like, like when that guy gave him what, when that guy was like, yeah, you know, I, uh, I put, we put down a down payment on a hundred thousand dollar car and, uh, gave him the keys to him and Sam, like, are you stupid or what? And then Teddy just drove off like it's his car. And then he, he marries that, that lady who ran a prostitution ring basically took all of her money and, 
you know, she had a $1.5 million income and he found out that all he had to do is basically like marry this lady to get it. Um, yeah, that's, that's not, that's not it. Like if anything, CM Punk should beat him up. Like Teddy Hart is a very bad human being. He's a terrible human being. But that, that did, that did happen though. But then, and then you remember like, uh, I don't know what her name, Maria, the maniac or whatever her name is. She was an independent wrestler. Do you remember that? Yeah. Was that another, I mean, there was, they were in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And she had to like forcibly kick him out of her home because he wouldn't. And then he yeah. would beat her up, but she said she liked it because they were all about like being physical and he was fine. Mm-hmm. But like, it's literally woman after woman, after woman, after woman that right. he's done this to like, just, just insane. It, I, part it, of, sorry. Go ahead. Do you have any idea about the other one, the one that is actually trying to be an independent wrestler? Like, do you ever no. see her around or anything? I haven't. I know who you're yeah. talking about, though, with the, the kind of the strange name. Uh, uh, I think I start with an M. Um, no, I mean, this thing, we, we've known for a long time Teddy Hart is, like, a, a massive problem. Like, yeah. know, even even just, like, a few years ago, might have even been during the pandemic, like, he was getting kicked out of like out of indie shows still. Like people would like would like he'd show up and I think it might have even been like an action wrestling show or something like that. I remember right. hearing from my buddy Moe's, who we've had on. I remember yeah. Moe's telling me about like some wrestlers literally like throwing it might have been like Justin Kyle or someone. Like it was like a big dude, like got in his face and was like, You're not welcome here, and like they like threw him out. Um, so it's like he's you know, and and people were saying, you know, I saw someone's uh Frankie um with this comment as well about Teddy Hart being one of the biggest what ifs in pro wrestling. I completely agree. I still remember as crazy as this is, I still remember reading about Teddy Hart when I had like AOL dial up internet. Cause he yeah. signed to the WWE and like when, you know, he was like a huge, it was a big deal. Like, like his 18 year old kid related to Bret Hart is going to the WWE and like people yeah. are like on like message boards talking about it. And in the talent was always there. Like he could have been the most, I mean, he he's still as as much as you don't want to give the guy credit, obviously for like the person he is. He like guys like Ricochet and stuff. Like they take a lot of inspiration from like Teddy Hart was doing a lot of that stuff first. Like him and Jack Evans like really, really did. Good. Yeah, he was amazing. Really good. Yeah, I remember when he was on TNA, like the TNA Weekly pay per views, and like Teddy Hart was going to be on there, and I'd never seen him wrestle before, but I'd heard about him a lot, and I remember watching him, and I was like, oh my god. Like, wow, this guy's incredible. Like, and then the fact that <clears throat> he's related to Bret Hart, too. Like, oh, my God, you know? And then he did have that MLW run, which I don't know how Core Bauer ended up being able to actually book him. And it worked out for uh, over a year or whatever. Like, but, like, this guy is a total screw-up piece of garbage. And yeah. uh, Dirty asks, why isn't he in jail and it looks like his parents are loaded. Like, and his dad said that he, um, his son basically belongs in jail, but it's his, it's his son. So he's not going to put him in there. And he was yeah. like, if, it, if, if that lady that sued him was my daughter, she would have been out and Teddy would have been in jail, but it's blood. So, and I'm just like, dude, 
your son is a piece of garbage. Like, yeah. I hate to break it to you, but that's the facts. And he also did lose his brother at a very young age. And a lot of people want to say, like, that trauma definitely was a problem and all that. But, like, dude, he chokes out women unconscious and then does what he wants with them. Like, he's right. not a good person and at He was all. even saying that kind of stuff, like, on camera. He's like, yes. if the camera wasn't here, you know it would be happy to you. Like, yes. It's like, yeah, this guy is a, a this guy I mean, beats it's, it's women. very obvious. He beats yeah. women. He steals their money. He um, he steals from everyone he knows. He is a total like con artist. So how about doing that like gay wrestling with that guy, and then that guy is like got sexual assault charges, and that's the place that he referred to Samantha Fiddler to go train at. You know, oh, like, right. Oh, yeah. Chase and Rance. Yeah, that, yes. that was a whole other side of that story I forgot about. That's right. Yeah. Like that. there's just so much there. And then when you do see that Me Too speaking out movement that happened on Twitter and you do see what Teddy Hart does to women and how he uses his name in wrestling to do this to them it kind of makes you rethink things. It kind of makes you say like, man, there's really a lot of bad people in this business that we didn't really know. And, you know, like I've always defended Marty scroll, but maybe Marty scroll was part of that type of bad behavior that like, I didn't really know. You know what I mean? Like if he's willing to do whatever he did, then maybe it's much more darker and deeper than we ever thought. And maybe ROH did do some investigation and found out some stuff. And that's it. I'm not saying it is, but it definitely made me open my mind more to than this isn't just like a couple of people complaining or whatever. Like this is a multiple list of people that this guy has destroyed their lives. And it's like stories that are all like very similar people that aren't like friends that would have like cooperated. Like he would say this about him or that about him. Like it's like the camera is right there. Like, you know, I would choke you out if the camera wasn't on. You know, I don't, it yes. doesn't even say like, I don't even care the camera's on. Like you keep talking to me like that, you know, what's going to happen. You know, it's just like, yep. dude. Um, and I mean, you're hundred percent right about his parents. Like, you know, on one hand, it's like, you're the parent, the greatest parents in the world. Cause they'll do anything for their kid. I get that. But at the same time, it's like, they're not doing the world a, ser a service by helping him because yep. you, that's 100% true. If, if he didn't have them, he would definitely be in jail. Um, and yeah, I, I, it's, the the whole thing with him is just it's just all one and, and and also with using his name like you said it's yes. wild because because that that was a consistent thing too all of them would individually say in these things uh for this documentary they'd be sitting there going i mean it's it's he's part of the hart family like you know yep. that that means everything to me as a wrestling fan and and i want to become a wrestler and like like this is like my my way of like really getting in unfortunately for those people, those women, and all the just men, ever anyone who was involved with him in any way, shape, or form, whether it's training or whatever, he took advantage of all of them so badly. Like, I mean, they they literally that like that guy I felt so bad for who was like who was training and having to like yeah. just like feed cats and stuff. And it was like, and he was like, Yeah, man, you know, it's like I couldn't believe it. I I've been wanting to wrestle my whole life, and like Teddy Hart lives right up the street, and like I get to I get to wrestle at the new heart dungeon and like, this is a dream come true. Um, and then uh, he, he tells me that, you know, I got to worm my way into the ring. Uh, and I, I gave him $2,000 and I never got the ring. You know what I mean? It's like, he just took care of his cats and rolled blunts with him. It's just like, yep. that's, 
that's like he just totally conned him. And then of course that's nothing in comparison to what he's doing to all these women. He was and winning he their goes lives to, completely and, and financially goes, crippling them. And then he goes to jail and like they make sure he has the nicest cell and he's got like oranges in his pillows and all this stuff because he's a heart. Like he just always used that. And then a lot of people are like, how they have all this footage? Well, this guy thought he was going to have this hit reality show. He thought he had a, a Tiger King type show with Teddy Hart. Which and is literally what the Tiger King documentary is, was that dude much. filming all that shit, being like, I want to make a show out of this. And then, like, I mean, this this is literally the Tiger King. It's just Teddy Hart's Joe Exotic. It's almost the same exact story. Yeah. It's crazy. And the only thing that, like, really takes a dark turn, I mean, it's dark, don't get me wrong, but, like, that final interview with him, it's hmm. it's almost a confession. It's almost yeah. a confession that he did do something, and um, you really feel for his sister, her sister, and just a lot of people like Samantha's friends. Um, yeah. And he just comes across as such a scumbag. He is super defensive because, like, even Very. like right right when he starts that last conversation, the the filmmaker who, to be fair, like, I mean, he did make a lot about himself. I wasn't really that bothered by it, but I did see that as a criticism where people are like, "Why wasn't there more of like the story of what was going on and like less of like this guy just talking about trying to make this documentary? Like, what, what like let's see the actual stuff here." Um, I, I think part of that though is just him trying to justify why he stuck around. And why he didn't say anything guilty about what happened. And and because he could have said something about a lot of this a long time ago. And I think he's just now in recent years realizing how bad the scope of all this was and like how he has footage that could like potentially help find out what happened to Samantha and stuff like that. Um, But, but, you know, that said, I, you know, I, I thought, I thought it was, I mean, it was a well done, it was a well done documentary, but, but he, but like I said, in that last, in that last interview, even when he just sat down with them, and one of the first things he said is just like, you know, I talked to Samantha's um, sister or whoever he had talked to right before uh, talking to Teddy. And Teddy immediately is like, if you talk to them and you believe anything that, you, that they said, like, you, then me and you can't be talking. And then I know you right. don't trust me. And all the stuff that we've done for 10 years doesn't mean anything. Like, if you even just listen to anything that she said, and it's just yeah. like, dude, you are hiding something. Like, nobody just re- responds like this to, to people. Like, so I, yeah, I... I, I would be shocked. I mean, I, the crazy thing is he is still getting booked, but I would be shocked if like anywhere yeah. like legitimate booked him. You know, the places that are booking him are also going to book other people that are like problematic yeah. or like borderline canceled or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it'll be like that. That that'll be a, kind of the crowd of people that you see him wrestling with, probably. And yeah. and of course, uh, uh, British Bulldog Junior. Um, because they're like always just going to be joined at the hip, but. Um, the, the funniest thing is I showed my, I watched this documentary about Teddy Hart twice. The first time I just watched it. Cause I was like, I, I turned it on. I was like, Oh, I'm going to watch this thing all the way through. Yeah. I, it was one of those things too, where I was yeah. like, it's late at night. I was yeah. like, dude, I'm just going to watch one episode. And after one episode, like I watched the entire thing. I was exactly. like, yeah, there's no way I can stop watching this. And like the next day, my brother came over and my brother knows who British Bulldog Jr. is specifically because of the way that he dresses. He just yeah. he's like he did because like he, he looks like he's walking around like pajamas and chains yeah. and stuff. My brother thinks it's yeah. so funny. He's like, what's what's up with this guy? And I was like, oh no no no, you think that? Because my brother also remembered him from Hogan Knows Best when he was trying to like date Brooke Hogan. So yeah. like so my brother like knows those of the British Bulldog Junior. And I was like, oh no 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 no. 
the guy who taught him how to dress, like this is this guy's documentary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like the guy who D.A. Smith is trying to replicate in his swag. Just wait till you see this guy. And like, it pretty much the documentary, this Teddy Hart thing, like opens up with like this shot of like a drone looking at like his driveway, and he's like out in the driveway doing like handstands in front of like yep. in front of like women making out and stuff. You're just like, like smoking <laughs> weed. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, the filmmakers in there. He's like, the first thing you notice when you walk in, there's weed everywhere. Like everywhere. there's weed, there's weed flags. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there was there was a Confederate flag with a giant cannabis flower on it. You're just like, in Canada. Yeah, in Canada. Yeah, just like what? What is? I just say, what is wrong with this guy? There's a lot wrong with that guy. Yeah. Um, once again, the stuff with his brother is like super sad. I relate to that in a lot of ways, like tragedy, losing people you're close to. I know how much that can mess you up and stuff, but like that isn't an excuse for like these kind of things by any stretch of the imagination. So like, I don't give him a pass at all. I, I give him a pass for being. Think- I give him a pass for being a little bit nuts and like maybe unrelatable, but not for like the this stuff with the women and stuff there's no way I, I personally think he fell in love with the lifestyle that he got from that wife from her uh escort business and yeah. then it was like no matter what he was never not going back so he's gonna have his wrestling school he's gonna have a big house but he's still gonna do his thing and then it was like it, he just slowly loses, it and you can tell too he's like i've lost my house i lost my cats i lost everything like it's like Dude, none of that stuff was actually yours. And that was really just like based on your relationship with her. So when you're done with her, it's over. You know, and that wasn't like your stuff that you really put money into and provided for. She paid for that. And not only that, you can talk about how much you love your cats and all that. Use that as a business. Like when that when that uh, girl goes up to him at the mall and was like, oh, that's a nice cat, you know? And it's like, yeah, you know he's willing to sell that cat straight up if she showed any interest like that. So. He said the filmmaker, day one, when he showed up, he tried to sell one of his cats for 500 bucks. Like, like yeah. first conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's... uh, And then, like, Mr. Money, like, Mr. Money's just, like, chilling, like, I, but, like, that he's got that cat on like stuff. I mean that like yep. no cat's just like, I mean, it just looks zonked, you know? Yep. And just like, you feel bad. Cause it's like on one hand, on one hand, I want to believe like that isn't happening. And it's just like the chillest, coolest cat of all time. But like, when you look at that cat's eyes, you're just like, that cat is not with it, you know? And he's always there with Teddy, all the drugs Teddy's doing and getting blown in the face of the cat. You know what I mean? And he's like, like, he's like, Oh, and he loves doing spots. He, like throws them oh, up in the yeah. air. Oh, I juggle like, cats. I juggle cats. Yeah. No big deal. God, what a douche! And that's the funny thing. Like <laughs> I said, I met him at Wrestle Circus. I acted like a mark because I've actually always been a pretty big fan of his. Like yeah. high, you know, he's a high flyer. He's an innovator. Um, he's kind of an enigma. So I met him. I was super excited to you know get my picture with him and get an autograph and all. And then he's like wanting to go get a drink afterwards. And I know now he was wanting me to pay for everything. He wanted me to like, you know, maybe even drive him there. He might not even have a car. He might have hijacked my car. He might have stole my car. Like there's a lot. Like I feel like he's that type of person that he's just always, he's a con artist. 
And so, like, I'm just really glad that I was just totally like, oh, yeah, that's fine. No, I'm good, you know, because I feel like he would have tried to do something. So, um, yeah, he's definitely. Especially because you don't drink or anything. So you just be like, I don't know, buying him beer. Totally uncomfortable, you know. And then he would probably be like, well, damn, dude, this guy's, like, straight and doesn't do anything. How am I going to take his stuff? You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, so I just – but yeah, I, I have a feeling that that happens at a lot of these shows, though, where like a fan will come up to him and talk to him and everything, and then he'll sell him a bill of goods, and he'll probably like maybe even crash at their house, steal some stuff, and leave. Like I just could see him doing stuff like that. So I'm just glad that uh, I dodged that bullet. And uh, you know, it's weird. I, I, when I look at that picture of me and Teddy Hart now, it definitely doesn't feel the same. You know, definitely, yeah. definitely different. So. Sure. But yeah, if you guys haven't seen the documentary, I definitely recommend watching it. Um, it'll kind of give you a perspective of what some of these guys are like. And uh, by the way, all those steroids too. Like he just had them all over the table. So yeah, he's a he's a piece of work. Um, got a uh, super chat from uh, Kogan. Dial F for film. Appreciate it, Kogan. Yep. Completely off topic question. What do you guys think of the upcoming A24 film, The Iron Claw, about the Bon Eric starring Zach Efron as Kevin? Uh, also, MJF is supposed to be in this, correct? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, MJF is supposed to be in this as well. Um, A24 is pretty edgy. Like, A24 makes some really like heavy R rated stuff. So, I'm curious how they'll handle this. I think the Von Erich story is extremely tragic and I don't know. Like I, I, I think it'll be good, but I think it'll be really sad. Like there's no way this is going to have a happy ending. Right. Like, and so I don't know, as time goes by and you see so much tragedy and you're always kind of looking for an escape and, and stuff, but like, I don't know if I'm willingly wanting to watch this, for just to watch a tragic story unfold. You know what I'm saying? So I probably will check it out unless I hear it's just like terrible, but uh, I just think this will be a very dark wrestling movie. And we've seen the dark side of the ring. We've seen the story. So I know pretty much what will happen. So I'm just kind of curious why they even want to do this in the first place, but I think this is going to be a very dark wrestling movie. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, when I saw like I saw a picture of Zach Efron like with that haircut before I knew that there was a movie, and yeah. I literally saw it, and I the first thing I thought I was like, are they making a Von Eric movie? Like, because like <laughs> he looks like a Von Eric. I was I thought yeah. it was either that or like the Hulk. Like he was gonna be like the new the Hulk because just the way that he was dressed. Yeah. Um, He's but, totally uh, jacked too. Like he's yeah. huge right now. Yeah. So, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you though. I can't really add much to that because, like, yeah, I've seen Dark Side of the Ring. I know the the history of the family. Um, but you know, a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of more people will see that though, like non wrestling fans that don't even know the story of the Von Eric. So that's cool. Like a lot of like normie, like you know, just, you know, people like feel like non wrestling fans like well they'll yeah it might get like some critical acclaim you know kind of like how the wrestler was like the wrestler got a lot of critical acclaim and uh did you ever watch that one yeah for sure yeah i saw that yeah so um 
Because you know, like, I had told a baby, Scott Miller, I got to support. Normally, you just kind of have turned off movies for like the last decade and a half, and you only watch like whatever else in the past. But um, yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, It's nothing that I'm going to rush to the theater for or anything like that. But if I hear that it's pretty good and it's not too over the top of just dark and tragic, I'll check it out. Yes. Also, Kogan, uh, I saw you. Uh, you said something earlier. I thank you very much for this. You said, Stephen, before I forget, I really enjoyed the ending you made for Botchamania. I, I sent in one of like the Botchamania endings for the the one that just dropped. If y'all want to watch it, it's a uh, it's an edit of uh, Randy Marsh from South Park playing. Uh, that carry on my wayward song, uh, some Kansas song, uh, like on Guitar oh, nice. Hero, but it's like with their entrance from the pay per view. So, um, so yeah, if you want to check that out, I appreciate you, uh, you catching that and seeing that on there. I love Matthew, I've gotten to interview him before. I'm, I think we're gonna have him on the spotlight again sometimes too, with me and Jeremy. So, uh, big shout out to Matthew. Go watch Botchmania if you, if you somehow don't know what that is at this point in time, like OG legend Matthew over there. Yep, um, we had another sure. super chat also a little bit earlier from Michael. Oh yeah, for sure. Awesome. Appreciate it, Michael. How you feeling about your Patriots, man? Like I know it's been kind of rocky there, but, uh, and that, that division actually turned out to be way better than expected with the jets and the dolphins. And it's not just the bills, but, uh, you know, you, you gotta get uh, better, but, but ever since Brady's left bill is bill Belichick is 23 and 23. Like that's, that's a uh, that's interesting. Five hundred coach right now. So curious to see how they fix things. Um, what do you guys believe in the likelihood now that Sasha Banks will debut in AEW and challenge Jade to ultimately end the undefeated streak? Um. So I saw some stuff where she's like got her own company now, uh, and she is also starring in a movie she's filmed it or whatever so uh i don't know like i don't know if if that's what she wants to do is still wrestle and then do stuff on the side like that or if she is almost gonna have like a alter ego name for hollywood but her wrestling name is sasha banks but she's clearly still interested in wrestling because she was training in mexico or whatever i think i saw so um she was at a Celtics game a couple weeks ago. Saw her there. Uh Naomi's now hanging out with Jade. I thought that was interesting because Naomi and Sasha have been very like tight. So I feel like there definitely some type of talk there. A lot of things also is basically they're saying that the WWE would just have to step up their offer in money if they want her. So if this is a money thing, um, does AEW want to spend that type of money to get her? So I uh, I don't know. What's your likelihood now? Where this is by 100% anything, whatever. Do you think it's now more favorable on AEW side or do you think it's more favorable on WWE side that she shows up? I mean, if I had to guess like if, if she's going to one or the other i think i would guess AEW over WWE at this moment in time mainly because of the outside stuff where she's like you know copywriting like a different name and stuff like that too um yep. 
But and also, I mean, I'm very interested, obviously, uh, or intrigued, I should say, by uh, by Naomi and um, Jade going to that Hawks game together. Like I said at the top of the show, my brother was at the game. I wish I would have went. Um, you know, so that's uh, I not, I mean, not like you know, that sounds kind of weird, but like I'm a big Jade fan. Like I, I've, I've got, I've talked about it before, but I've got to meet her because she literally shares the same Walmart I do, like in, in the town that I live in. So like. I'm Team Jade all the way. So any any opportunity I get to literally be like, Jade Cargill, you rule. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll I'll take that yeah. opportunity. So um, right. But uh, in in Naomi, you know, so I I think Naomi is someone who uh, in WWE there were points in time where it looked like they were gonna really run with her. Like and they did kind of at certain points, like making her the champion, yeah. and she won the like. The women's Andre Battle Royal thing, like the first time they did it, I remember that because I was there. I think that was in Orlando, um, and stuff like that. So like, but they it was like always like kind of stop, start, stop, start, and then she kind of got lost in the mix. Then the whole tag team titles thing, and they bailed. So it's like I, but I feel like she she has a lot more to offer than like what she she ultimately showed. So like I'd be fine with both of them coming. To, actually, I I would prefer if both of them came to AEW because I think they'd both do good things for uh for the women's roster for sure. And, and as far as like yeah. Sasha beating Jade, I don't know if I if I if I like that idea. Um, I'm not saying that like I mean Sasha obviously has the credibility to where she could beat anybody, but um, I feel like Jade losing that needs to be. I've said we've said Statlander a lot before, um, but somebody like that. What if it isn't Statlander? Somebody who's like, like if they if they were to sign like a Masha Slamovich or like a like a someone someone like that, like that that they could really make into a star that wasn't already a star i think that's what you got to go with you got to really you got to really make somebody whoever beats jade has got to be like a launching point for somebody new's career in my opinion i don't know i think sasha makes a lot of sense to beat jade and i'll say why just because she keeps calling people out she keeps talking about how she's the baddest and all this other stuff right and it's like sasha shows up she thought she thinks she saw a ghost she's paranoid i don't know if i can beat this girl she's the best whatever Sasha ends up winning. No real loss for Jade. Jade has destroyed everybody, but then Sasha is a difference because she is known as the best. So I, I think it works. I, I think I think though with Jade, the question is a lot like Wardlow. What do you do next? If right. once the TBS title is gone, what is next? That's that's the real question. What do you do? Well, you you hope that she's at a at a point where it's it's a good idea for her to go towards the the main title soon after losing the TBS title. They have to do it in the right way, obviously, because I don't I don't like the idea of someone losing like a quote unquote like mid card title and then just immediately challenging for the world title. It always bothers me in WWE when like the US champion loses and then they get a world title shot at the next pay per view or something like. Yeah. I, I've never liked that. I was I in a Fitzgerald with the yeah Bow Wow. That's another layer to this. Bow Wow was pretty cringe though. Was, I thought oh. Jade's segment on Jade's segment was fantastic though. I loved her on the microphone. But then yeah. when Bow Wow showed up, it was like, oh, this is weak. Um, yeah. You know. So. Yeah. But I agree. uh. But yeah, I mean, I I but I here's the thing. I think if Sasha comes into AEW and wrestles Jade, I think Sasha would win that match. Yes. Um I but is Jade there right now to where I think like, it'd be a good idea to have her wrestling, like, you know, Jamie Hayter and Tony storm and, and like, uh, Dr. Britt Baker and that kind of stuff. 
I think they, I think she could pull it off because I think the other women are so good. And I think Jade is Jade's really good at the stuff she does well, but she's still very much like putting it all together. Um, well, let's just say this tough. too. Let's just say this too. If the AEW women's division is all of a sudden Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, Jade, Sasha, Naomi, uh, Ruby, whatever, Riot, whatever her name is at this point, Ruby Soho, um, Soraya, like, that's pretty damn solid. Yeah. Like, that That really is, like, now become an actual moneymaker attraction, makes a lot of sense to get TV time type of thing. You know, it's going to be big, too. I think Willow's, yeah. Willow's going to be big for them long-term also. Like, she's very likable, and she's really good in the ring, and she and she's different. Like, she, she's just different, you know, all the she way around. She needs to be put in that Brian Danielson underdog storyline, though. Yeah, where, I like, agree. You, you can't win. You she can't might win be B, she might be B's Jade. Mate, that might that actually might make sense. And yeah. if Jade Jade could if she really wanted to be heel, you don't have a body like me. You don't look like me. You can't be even you would even be a qualification in my baddie section. You know, like really put her down and then let Willow get the crowd behind her and fight off Jade. Like that can be interesting. I don't think she's there right now at all for me, but I understand what you're saying. And she definitely has that like underdog look. And yeah, Statlander too. When she's we, we talk about her every time. Yeah. I mean, like if she was healthy, if she was healthy this whole time, I think they may have already done it or like we'd be getting ready to see this happen soon. Like, I, I think I think Statlander is their number one choice, but she's been getting injured. I think she would have been the Jamie hater of the TBS. Yeah. situation like it was a natural thing where the oh, thunder rosa as well like that's a pretty stacked women's roster right there and that was one of the things that was one of their weakest parts and then you know that could almost rival wwe's roster if if they got that so i think i think tony should definitely look into a possible investment in those two two women and and see what it has to take to get it done yeah, Sheeta. Yeah, another good. Yeah. I mean, we got we got. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of really good women. What happened to your game. favorite one? Uh, I haven't seen her in a. Oh, long Serena time. Deeb. Yeah. yeah, she's. I haven't seen yeah. her in a second either. Started talking about uh, Brooke Adams. I was like, I hadn't seen Brooke Adams in AEW yet. But and then there's Tay and Anna J. That you know, maybe they'll they'll turn out to be something as well. Like, so it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, let's get in real quick about the Royal Rumble. Do you think that there is a possibility that The Rock takes Cody Shine, wins the Royal Rumble, and that is how him and Roman Reigns are set up for WrestleMania? I'm definitely getting a little more worried that this might actually happen. There seems to be some steam behind the idea of this. Now, that said, I think there, this was always like, an obvious like a, a very very super obvious option for them to do because everybody you know we've been speculating year after year that they're going to do roman versus the rock for wrestlemania we're doing that yeah. again this year um the obvious thing to do would have you know royal rumble winner the rock goes on to wrestle roman reigns um i mean would you want if we want to put like a percentage on it um i would still say i got cody at like 90 percent rock at like 10 because I think either way, like there's so many different ways you could do the Rock versus Roman, 
either at WrestleMania. Once again, we always got to keep in mind the two night WrestleMania. So like, there's just a lot of possibility for what they could do with this. There is a lot of possibility, but don't give them too much credit to think that they're going to make the right decision. No, I agree. Well, also, I don't think the rocks going to be wrestling like two nights in a row. Like I think he's wrestling one time and it's going to be Roman Reigns. And I don't know if they can book him again for Royal, like all the way from Royal rumble to like do some build up and do WrestleMania when he's trying to like launch the XFL movie projects, all that other stuff. So I will say this though, if you are Roman Reigns and you're watching the Royal rumble and you're preparing to see who's going to face the tribal chief and the rock shows up at 29 and eliminates and wins. That is a story right there to tell where who the hell do you think you are how dare you come here and try to take the spotlight from the tribal chief and then the rock can remind him that he is the head of the table he's tired of seeing him with that belt he's gonna take it from him i think that that definitely would have a lot of buzz and a lot of people would be excited about it cody is a totally different story and I think it would be much more of a, like, oh, you're that dude that went to that other company, huh? You think you can beat me? You know, like, I think it would be much more of that. So it's just a different story to tell. If they don't do Roman and Rock, because Rock wins Royal Rumble, how do you see that they would possibly set up Rock and Roman? If it wasn't through the Royal Rumble? If it wasn't through the Royal Rumble. I mean, they could do it just based obviously off of The Rock's cloud. I mean, no one's going to like argue The Rock coming in and doing anything with the WWE, but like in a storyline, yes. it honestly could be as simple as like, once again, the cloud comes with The Rock already, but then it's like, I you could, it's a very easy story to tell and you could tell it very quickly of like, I've been watching what you've done to our family over the last few years. I've been sitting back and, and, and waiting for the right time to come here and show you, you aren't the head of the table for this family. I am. Everyone knows yeah. it. And I'm, I'm here. I'm just. I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna take your title. I'm gonna free the rest of our family from do you. You think? Do you think he has to like lay out one of the family members? Like he has to destroy an USO or just the one of them in the bloodline to where it's it's so bad that the Rock now has to put him in his place. What if the Rock came back? Like it's like the whole bloodline because like the Rock can't fight the whole bloodline himself. Right, if, but it would also once again we don't know. See, this is why this 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 story is so much more interesting than him just winning the Royal Rumble. Like an actual story works so much better for something like this because yeah. you because you would have to test the loyalty of like like who's to say that Jimmy Uso isn't more loyal to The Rock than Roman? He's like, wait, right. like, like Roman, like like listen, man, I've been listening to you, but like you think I'm gonna listen to you over over Dwayne? Like I've been listening to Dwayne yeah. my whole life. Like I yeah. Like, listen, like you're the head of the table, Oos, but like, like the like the the superstar of the family just came back. So, like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. this is it's a, it totally changes the dynamic there too. Um, but I I I think that the this the the idea of like Roman coming back and like trying to and, and the other thing is too with the Rock being at like the the fame status and everything he's at. Let's say the bloodline all aligns with Roman, and like Sammy might even still be there. Like, me, probably not at this point. But you got like Sola Sokoa, you got 
the Usos, yeah. you've got yeah. Roman. So it's like hypothetically, like The Rock can't take all of them on, right? Right. You know who he teams up with? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh no, no. Well, I mean that's no. I mean that that also. Hey. Hey. Oh well, actually, if you need four, if you need four, Stone Cold, The Rock, Jake Paul, Logan Paul. Like I oh, could man. like The Rock with the Paul brothers that breaks the internet. Them as a tag yeah. team. You know what I mean? And like that would make sense because the, the Paul brothers already have the the beef with the, the plus it would also keep the rock from like really having to have a grueling 20 minute match, all that, like you know, and he can yeah. just build it up that way. And like I'm I, I don't know like you know when all these things happen, what's at WrestleMania, what's before Royal Rumble, whatever, but I'm just saying, like, even afterwards, like I'm just saying, like the possibility of like maybe Roman or uh the rock teaming with like Logan Paul and Jake Paul, I just think that like or even John Cena. You could throw John Cena in there instead of you could do Cena instead of the Austin. You know, Cena can be in there with those guys and stuff too. Like yeah. you know, Cena and The Rock, that'd be actually really cool to see them team after like their rivalry over the WrestleManias and stuff. And Cena coming back and being like, Listen, man, like it'd be kind of a cool like promo if like Cena and The Rock were in the ring together and Cena was like, Listen, man, all that stuff I said before and Rock's just like I know, I know, it's cool. Like, like I didn't, I didn't think I'd become this either. You know what I mean? But like, here well, we I mean, are. The Rock could be like, you world. know, we're going to Hollywood. I know another guy in Hollywood. You know, yeah. and, and bam, here comes Cena. And then like, yeah, they got some Hollywood fun Hogan. stuff. Yeah, and, and uh, see, that's the thing is like, WWE is best when it does stuff like that. They don't need matches of the year and all that type of stuff to to please their fan base. They need moments. They need stuff like that. And just the idea of things like that, I think, would really get a lot of buzz and a lot of people would be excited. It'd be fun. So, yeah. Um, so Cody doesn't get overshadowed, man, because I could just feel it happening if if Rock really is getting involved and all that other stuff. Like, I don't know. The, the only other thing I could think of is if they tried to give Cody the title sooner and not WrestleMania and like rock cost Roman the belt. Like I could see that. And then that's where Roman is ready to fight the rock, you know, maybe something like that. One thing I do really want to see though, is like, I mean, we may see this happen in the Royal Rumble match itself, but like, I just think once again, I'm very biased here. I think it'd be badass to just see a stare down and like actual physical, physical like punches and stuff thrown between Cody and the rock. Just like seeing yeah. that would just be like, damn, this is badass. And then especially if that's like the final two, it comes down to Cody versus The Rock and like Cody eliminates The Rock and that's how he gets his match with Roman is like he eliminates The Rock from the Royal Rumble to win the thing. Now he's got to go on to try to beat Roman for the title. Like that's also an incredible story. So it's like on top of, of course, the American dream and coming back from AEW and the story that's already built into Cody, like winning the title and everything. Um, but, he, but here's the thing. I mean, it's The Rock's The Rock. And uh, if you have access yeah. to him, I understand any decision WWE would make. And, and a lot of it's just going to supersede. We saw it happen years ago, 10 years ago already at this point. Like when it happened to CM Punk, they, they CM Punk was a champion. Not over it. No, well, I mean, well, yeah, still. Yeah, but, but, it's, no, I get but it. you know, 434 days. I remember that, 434, baby. Uh, and The Rock comes in and just beats him, you know? And it's just like, if you know... I think Roman means a lot more to like the current WWE landscape than CM Punk did when he was there before he left. That is not a dig at CM Punk. I just think WWE has invested in Roman Reigns as their successor to John Cena for almost 10 years at this point. So it's like, 
they, they, it's just a different thing. Like Roman is their guy. He is their handpicked guy. And he is finally performing at a level that they've wanted him at for all these years. Um, but someone's eventually got to beat him. And that's where we're at. It's like, this isn't has to be made. Um, and I'm really hoping it's not the rock because it just, that doesn't do anything for the company. I don't think that, that, you know, he, and we know it would be a short-term title run. And like, it's, this is also different if Roman hadn't had the title for like two years straight. Like, that's why yeah. this is also so important. Like the, the this win has got to be something huge. So like, I agree. I'm sticking with Cody, but you know, I, if the rock wins the Royal rumble, I'm going to be like, I mean, people in the chat have already said it. Like you got, I have no idea how I'm going to react. If, uh, <laughs> I mean, because to me, it's a foregone conclusion. Cody's win the Royal rumble. And then, and then it's on the WWE to either do what's right or screw it up by WrestleMania. But like, Step one is Cody wins the Royal Rumble, and then we're going to go from there. So, yeah, I just think about two, two. If you're Triple H, right, and you have only one way to get The Rock, but you also believe that it's Cody's time and it should happen, you might not favor Cody just for what he did in the past. Like, it's just like, do I really owe this guy a favor? Like, I don't, I don't think so. You know what I mean? So. I don't know. It'll be interesting. But but in my opinion, either one is going to be entertaining. But I do feel like the the perfect time for Cody will be WrestleMania to win the title. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Really quick, just to get him on the record without like diving deep, just really yeah. quick predictions for final battle real quick. I have him up. Um, wow, we didn't talk about that. Damn. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we did. We talked to Ring of Honor. We, yeah. Like, not not that hype for this at all. Uh, I think that it will be um, it'll be a good pay per view as always. But I just I like actual outcomes and excitement and all that stuff. Not that hype. But yeah. Let's go. Yep. So uh, just getting some quick predictions out there. We've got um, Swerve in Our Glory versus Shane Taylor and JD Griffey. J.D. Griffey, dude. That guy was wrestling in New Texas just a couple months ago. I did not think he would be in ROH. Um, uh, Swerve in Our Glory is so much better, but the storyline just makes no sense for them to win this. So I'm going to have to go with Shane Taylor, I guess. Uh, I'm going to have to as well, for literally for the same exact reason. Um, next one, I've got Samoa Joe uh, defending the ROH TV <laughs> title against Juice Robinson. Where did that come from? Right. Where has Juice even been mentioned? Like, I didn't watch Rampage, so I don't know. But like, how is he even in this thing? Like, it was Wardlow and Joe having a back and forth exchange on Dynamite. Like, apparently Tony Khan like loves Juice Robinson. That's what I've heard. So that's uh, that's where it's that's coming not from. Good. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's about Joe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. What a way for Juice to debut, I guess. Oh well, no, I'm taking Juice. Samoa Joe to win. I said. No, I know. Oh That's yeah. What, what a way yeah. for him to debut. Oh right. Like, hey, right, right. You lose to Moxley, you lose to Joe. Keep coming. Thanks. Like, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, we got Mercedes Martinez versus Athena for the ROH Women's Title. I think Athena's going to win here. I do too. I do too. Yeah. I think I don't think that Mercedes is necessarily Tony's first choice, and I think that Athena. Um, she's turned heel recently, yeah, right? And new, so new vicious streak. Yeah, so I just see her winning the belt. 
Um, and she's been kind of lost in the mix in the grand scheme of things for AEW. Yep. And if they want to highlight her as the champion of Ring of Honor, that makes sense. We got Daniel Garcia defending the ROH Pure title against Wheeler Yuta. Um, this is a rematch for Yuta being the former champion. I'm taking Garcia here. Storyline kind of fits that Yuta will finally win, I think. Right? Because how many how many yeah. times has Garcia Garcia won last time, right? Yeah. Win the belt. And the way that, that like Yuta was like, I have to win. I have to do this. Like, I just kind of feel like Yuta's gonna win. Yeah, I like that match a lot though. I'll watch those guys wrestle each other, you know, yeah. every time. And then uh the main event, Jericho defending the ROH world title against Claudio Castagnoli. Um, if Claudio loses, he has to join the JAS. I don't love that stipulation. I'm still taking Jericho though. Yeah, I, I think Claudio. Yeah, I think Claudio joining the JAS is a way to really break up the Blackpool Combat Club as well. So I think that that's happening. I think Jericho's going to win. I can also see Claudio winning just because it's like maybe Jericho's done enough with the ROH title. They got it to a pay per view, so now Claudio's back to being ROH champion, I guess. So. And Claudio has made Jericho tap like multiple times too, leading up. To yeah. That. Yeah. That's a tough one, honestly. I'm going to lean towards Jericho, though. I still don't think he's done with this belt. All right. Um, let's get Did you also see real quick about Taylor? He said he has FTR versus Jared and Lethal, Dalton Castle versus the uh, Embassy rounding out the card. Do you think that those are happening? You think it's going to be something else? Um, yeah, I think that, yeah, that'll probably happen. I think they'll, I think they'll add some other stuff too that I'm just not thinking of. Oh, I mean, they only got five matches. There's got to yeah. be at least three more. FTR yeah. has to defend the belts. For sure. For sure. I um, wonder, I wonder FTR loses tomorrow because of something that's going to set up ROH. Makes sense. That would make sense. So, um, yeah. And then, uh. Before we get into the, we'll, we'll do some quick UFC picks and we'll yep. get on out of here. Um, yep. Dirty, appreciate it as always, man. Says, absolutely. Who should, who should Wonderboy fight next after beating Holland? Honestly, like the way that that division is um, at welterweight, like he's really the only one who hasn't had a shot against like Usman or Edwards, like those guys. Like I'd, I'd be fine with Wonderboy getting a title shot. If not, it'd be like another like number one contender type fight. Like he's, he's, he's perennially, perennially going to be a problem for. I know he lost his last two before this one, but like with his style, he's always going to be a threat to the title. I feel like. I honestly, I think it should be Masvidal. I like that too. I like that a lot. Masvidal wanted a rematch too because he lost to him, and Masvidal has a name. Like it just makes sense. And if Wonder Boy beats him, then it really puts him up there in the title contention. Even though Masvidal necessarily shouldn't be. But it's just that title name, and it's way more. It's a it's a way more exciting fight than let's say Gilbert Burns or a way less dangerous fight for Mar- Masvidal against like a Gilbert Burns. So I like Masvidal and Wonder Boy too. I do really like the idea though of Wonder Boy versus Edwards. I think mean, it's a really interesting stand up. I, I agree. Fight. I don't mind that fight at all. I like it way better than like Usman. Like I think Usman's a bad matchup for him. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But I hey, Wonder Boy, badass. So same with uh Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland is a is an animal for like he just walks through like everything Wonder Boy threw yeah. at him up until finally like. He well, what I loved about the fight too is Holland's been so frustrated because he just wants somebody to stand in there with him, and it's like he got it, and it was.
was a great fight and wonder boy also wants somebody to stand with him so um yeah well they so, said yeah. they kind of made that agreement too they didn't like make a formal agreement before the fight but like wonder boy said that during the fight um they like they, their legs got tangled they wound up on the ground and holland stood right up and like basically yep. said to him he's like we know we're not doing any takedowns like stand up only you know like it was like yeah you know, that was um, well, and they both uh, they both broke their hand. Both had damage. Like Wonder Boy's face was all busted up. Like it was it was just a good scrap. And outside of of course like the toughness of Holland and just Wonder Boy looking great, it really highlighted like Hamza Chimaev was just a freaking beast of a of yes. like, just something different because he just he just he took Kevin Holland like in he, he was done in like thirty seconds. It was just yeah. complete. So, um. Anyways, for uh, UFC two eighty two coming up this weekend. Um, it's a great fight card, uh, like top to bottom, like a lot of, a lot of fun on paper. Um, we're just going to go through and just knock out, um, uh, some predictions. I'll start towards the bottom with stuff that looks interesting. Um, maybe some names that, well, Chris Curtis and, uh, Jacqueline Buckley. I don't know if you know those guys, but like, that could be a good one at, uh, at middleweight on the prelims. Um, Edwin Shabazian is fighting. Um, he's a big, uh, a big favorite in his, in his prelim fight. Uh, the prelim main event is Jair Zinio Rosenstrike versus Chris Dawkins. I think there's going to be a yeah. brutal knockout one way or another in that one. Uh, I'll do a prediction right. for that. I, I took Rosenstrike in our uh, in our DraftKings uh, as one okay. of my picks. But who do okay. you have in that one? Do you have Dawkins or Rosenstrike? I have Rosenstrike as well. Yeah, we got Bryce Mitchell versus Ilya Tapura. I I love Bryce Mitchell. I think that oh, um, like, listen, I love Bryce Mitchell the fighter. You all can have whatever opinions <laughs> you want of him as a human being. Um, but like Bryce Mitchell, I think is, is, a, is a, the featherweight division in the UFC is my favorite division in the whole, in the whole sport. I, yeah. I, Bryce Mitchell is a guy who I think is like one or two big ways wins away from being like potentially challenging for the title. And he's yeah. probably, he's probably the biggest threat as like a wrestler that of anybody and as in a submission threat as a guy who just is constantly going for finishes on the ground. Um, I'm taking Bryce Mitchell in this one is, is just kind of a long way of saying that. Yeah, so uh, I listened to Roger from Jersey Shore. Oh, and he went on about thirty minutes about flat Earth. Oh. And you know what I love? You know what I loved about it more than anything? He's on the webcam, and his girlfriend is just making food, and he is saying the most wildest stuff, right? And she's just like, "There's no hesitation. Just like we're making food. They're like this is the type of guy that he is all the time." And it like nothing was like, "Baby, what are you talking about?" Like it's just like, "Yeah, that's my baby." Anyway, yeah. you know, I just thought it was funny. But I love how genuine the guy is. He really doesn't care. He's uh, he's definitely a character. I think a characters definitely belong in the UFC. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going for him for sure, and I think he's gonna win. Let's not forget a survivor of a uh, a, 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 a drill to the ball sack. I mean, just yeah, power drill, mangled yes. his own junk, bad. And I, he has real pictures story. of the underwear and everything yeah. he's posted. Like, yeah, he's a. He's I a think dick. he's like auctioning off like pieces of that underwear or something. I saw the other day. Like, anyways, guy eats but, 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 soup. I don't but know. then he'll. He'll give it away to charity. Like he's yeah. that type of guy. Like he'll auction off the blood off of his boxers and give it to charity. Only fighter allowed to wear camo UFC fight yep. kit. Um, yep. next fight we got Darren Till versus uh, Duplessis. So you th- I, I think Darren Till's gonna lose. I just think he's one of those guys now at this point that like time has passed him by. Too many injuries, too many misfights, and something up. 
or something mentally too i think yeah um like he's had some weird outside of the cage stuff over the years too and just i i don't know i i don't know if he's mentally completely there like when it comes to fight his game his head being all in fighting is what i mean by that I, i'm not passing judgment on him as like, i think the ufc has gotten so like talented at this point that if you miss like a year possibly two very inactive like it's just so hard to get back in that mix and i, mm-hmm. I just don't think it's gonna do well i i'm also gonna i'm also gonna pick against darren till on this one and well the thing is like he's just he's also just very one-dimensional He's a striker, and he also he has been training with Shemaev. I mean, they have been, like, become really good friends. Yeah, maybe that'll help. Um, but also, Darren Till, I think, was a big product of like being pushed too fast. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we like seeing people get their chances. Like someone like Sean O'Malley and stuff. Like it works yep. out. But for for Darren Till, it didn't, and like he got he got put in that title mix too fast, and it's just he never bounced back. Yep. Um, we have Alex Morano versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Morano is a late replacement for, um, for Robbie Lawler. For Robbie Lawler, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm taking Ponzinibbio, but shout out to Morano for for taking the short notice fight. Um, Ponzinibbio is a tough. I mean, that's you gotta have balls to take a short notice fight against a guy like that. Yep. Um, a uh, co-main event we have uh, Patty Pimblett versus Jared Gordon. I'm actually gonna take Jared Gordon in this one. What about you? Really, I don't know much about Jared Gordon, so is he pretty legit? Yeah, he's legit. He's not. I mean, he's not the best. You know, the best fighter in the world. Um, you know, he's uh, his overall record is nineteen and five, but he is uh, four. He's won four of his last five. Um, he's he's a tough guy, and he just he's just one of those guys where like I just feel like Patty Pimblet isn't that good. And once I you, agree. once he fights like a guy of a certain level, he's gonna get like really exposed. He gets. I hit just don't know if that's. Fight. I agree. I just don't know if it's that guy. Like, no, I think I he might win this one, and then he might get somebody that's better than that, and then that might be the one. Or maybe the next step will be the one. But I, I don't think – his hype does not match the talent. Let's just say that. Yeah. You might remember Jared Gordon, too, as um, – they talk about it a lot during his fights. That's one reason I'm bringing it up. But he was, like, really bad in, like, substance abuse. And he's, like, one of those guys who, like, has, like, reformed a lot of other people. Like, he's, like – you know, he helps people. Like, outside of fighting, he's – He's very big on like like helping people who are dealing with substance abuse issues and stuff like that. It's like a big part of the story. So it's uh, it's cool to see him really turning his life around and he's like a legitimate UFC fighter and everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Patty Pimble is going to be heavily favored. I'm very interested to see the uh, the lines on on a fight like that because once again, I just think it's a lot. It's a matter of like Patty gets hit in all of his fights. I think if Jared Gordon hits him, he has as good a chance of anyone to stop him. But uh Hey, maybe Patty the Batty keeps it rolling. Who knows? I, I'm just not completely sold on him being as good as what a lot of people think. Yeah. Um, and then the main event of the show, we have the light heavyweight championship on the line. Um, this is um, technically it's for the vacant lightweight title. Sorry, light heavyweight title. Um, Yuri Prohaska had to vacate the title um, because of injury, but also because of Bushido is how I view it. Because he probably like, you know, He's the kind of guy who's like so about the warrior spirit that he was like, I can't defend the title. So like, I just have to give you the title. Like most other people would be like, I'll be back in a year, you know, in arm or whatever. I'll be back to defend the belt. Yeah. Right. Prohaska's like, I, I do not, you know, the, the, the gods of fighting don't agree. I've dishonored. I've dishonored fighting. I I do not deserve this. I deserve this. Yeah. I will be back for battle. When I yes. recover, yeah. exactly. So, so, uh, but so the actual fight we have is Jan Blahovich, the former champion, 
Uh, well, two former champions ago, technically, because he lost to Teixeira. The Teixeira lost to Prohaska. Taking on Magomed Ankalaev. Um, Teixeira was offered the fight with Ankalaev initially. Teixeira turned it down because he needed more time to prepare because he's a totally different fighter. Um, yeah. He was up to fight John Blahovich, apparently, and they've done that would have been a rematch, and that stylistically was a lot more similar to what Teixeira would have been dealing with with Prohaska. Yeah. That all said, they I get it. Look at this pay per view card without it without a without a title fight. It looks totally different. Um, you yeah. needed the title fight. Uh, they they boxed themselves in. That said, Doug, does Blahovich get the title again, or is the new champion Ankalaev? Ankalaev is going to win this fight. You think it's like wrestling and stuff is going to be too much? I just think it's too much. It's too much. Just, just in general, he, he's too well rounded. Yeah. I'm rolling. I'm rolling with my boy, dude. I'm thinking John. Bl- I, I I rode with John Blahovich for a long time. Um, I I feel like he's still as good as he was then. He just you know had some fights against. Like, I mean, he fought over to Shara. Shara was like really putting it all together. Has Blahovich fought since then? Did he beat somebody since then? Um, yes, sure. he beat Alexander Rockets. That's right. Rockets got had that knee injury. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and Rockich is obviously a very legit contender. So, yep. um, yeah, good for Blahovich. I'm, I'm going to take Blahovich because, you know, just, you know, and also I think I took him in our DraftKings. So I think a lot of people will take Ankalaev. So, all right, well, that'll do it. Anything from you, yep. Doug, before we sign off and I'll plug my stuff. Uh, no, just be sure to smash that like button. Uh, appreciate you guys for joining us. Uh, put, give us some feedback down in the comments. Let us know. What kind of like merchandise you would like, like shirt-wise, what kind of design? Are you cool with that logo up at the top? Would you guys want something different? Um, and, maybe no uh, bullet holes. I don't know if that's something that like, maybe throws people off. Like you might not want bullet holes in the logo. I like I don't I don't know. I, I, I want I want to put out whatever y'all would want for the holidays. So yeah, I'll think looks something. good. And uh, yeah, let's um, enjoy Dynamite. It's a pretty solid card, and uh, we'll we'll ravine back. Uh, the next uh, week. And then after that, Steven and I are going to do our top matches, figures, award uh, show. fights, award show. Um, we're just going to do a live like we, we normally do on live rounds, not separate videos like we did last year. So we're going to do it all in one show. So be sure to tune that tune in for that one. That should be a, a very fun show. And a, a lot of people have different opinions and we can go over that as well. So definitely appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Yep. Um, real quick before we get out of here, the um, what was the last thing you were just talking about? I was just, I was just spaced out for a second before I plugged my stuff. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Try to do the 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 back. Um, oh my god, I don't know how I just said. That. I was so focused on making sure I didn't for, I for, didn't forget to say something that I completely missed what I was going to say. Um, cool. yeah. Anyways. Um, for the stuff that I have, oh, sorry, for the award show, that's what it was about. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, we're gonna we're gonna be doing that. Um, that'll be the, the the episode that we do after winter is coming. So me and Doug are kind of seeing it as like winter is coming is like the end of the year. The UFC pay per views are over for the year, so like the following live rounds after um after winners are coming is gonna be the award show. Is how we're planning to do it. So yeah, um, keep a lookout for that. Shout out, of course, to the sponsor of the show, FK. Go in the description below and use your code. Just just message him. Say live rounds or say Doug. Say Steven. Doesn't doesn't matter. Just let him know you found out about him through our show. You get 10% off of your eBay order. So just go down there, click the link, go to PK's store, get yourself some Funko Pops, action figures, signed 8x10s, 
DVDs, a whole bunch of stuff on there um, and video games. So thank you very much, VK, for being a part of the show. We really, really appreciate you, man. Um, check out the uh, the spotlight this Thursday, youtube.com slash Fightful. That's every Thursday, uh, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Myself and Jeremy Lambert this week, uh, we'll talk, you know, a whole bunch about pro wrestling, all the stuff going on this week. We'll preview Final Battle a little bit more in detail probably as well. And um, we pre-recorded an interview tonight with um, indie wrestler Fodder, as well as Angelina Love. They're uh, an item, so it was cool oh, nice. to, uh, yeah, it was cool to interview Angelina Love, um, a real a real veteran. I mean, she's been wrestling for over 20 years now, which is wild. Um, so, like, um, so yeah, so check that out. That interview is already recorded, and it'll, it'll air um, this Thursday morning as a part of the interview portion of our show, uh, Fightful Select Weekender Podcast every Sunday. Check that out at FightfulSelect.com, and uh yeah, thank you to everyone who watched the show. Um, as always, we appreciate your super chats, donations. If you want to send another tip while we're not live, uh, send it to my Twitter. Uh, to my Twitter, just hit me on Twitter. Tell me what uh, what what answers you want us or questions you want us to answer, and all that stuff. We'll do it on the next show. And uh, and yeah, hit that like button, subscribe. We really appreciate y'all. And um, we'll be back right here, same time, same place, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern time. RBD Theater for Life YouTube channel. I'm Stephen. That's Doug. Skull Vikings. Go Cowboys. Now I got to pull up the outro. I, I want to make sure to, to get your, your Go Cowboys out of there. All right. Appreciate it. See y'all. Thank you for tuning in to Live Rounds. Make sure you leave a like, leave a comment, and donate to Steven Jensen. He will read out your donations on the next week's show. Also, don't forget to follow Doug Bateman and Steven Jensen on Twitter. And if you like what you heard tonight, check out more Live Rounds episodes.